3: That, that's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another. One. Tony Bruno! See? Give me another. One.
1: Tony Bruno.
3: <laughs> you say it real fast now?
1: Tony Bruno.
3: Nice. You say it real slow now?
1: Tony Bruno.
3: Can you get deeper?
1: Deeper. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're a
1: bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony
0: Bruno. <laughs> and now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno.
3: Hello, all you moist sex strike survivors on this miserable manic Monday. (laughs) I'm trying to be positive, folks. I don't want to start off on a negative note, Miss Robin. But it has been, I mean, Mother's Day was phenomenal. We're all happy to be alive. We survived the sex strike, which really was something that cast a pall over the entire weekend. But nothing casts a pall over a beautiful spring weekend than when it rains for 40 days and 40 consecutive nights. And it's still raining here on the East Coast in Philadelphia, up and down the eastern seaboard. We're coming live from the Tony Bruno Wine Cellar. Not the whining cellar. That's what will happen during the show when people start breaking down what happened over the weekend.
1: There's been a lot of whining that's gone down here.
3: Well, we have real good wine down here. Now.
1: Yes, there's ing and whining.
3: Yeah, but not from me. I'm, I'm a guy who just sees things clearly. Some of them.
1: You can see clearly now.
3: Well, the rain's not gone now. We'll play that tomorrow if the rain ever stops and we actually see sunshine again here in the city. But anyway, what a great weekend it was. The sad news today Doris Day is dead at the age of 97.
1: Yes, a legend.
3: And now I'm going to hear who's Doris Day? That was like so, so long ago. How would I? Am I, I think Pete Buttigieg just said Doris Day. Was she in Mad Magazine with that Alfred E. Newman, too, that I didn't know anything about last week because I'm too young to remember that stuff actually happening? It's called History. Doris Day, iconic figure. Yep. Big animal rights activist. hmm Great actress and singer. Just Was give she- me a taste of one of her, probably her biggest song. I didn't do a lot of Doris Day. Like,
1: I sing this song all the time.
3: I said it when I didn't win the Kentucky Derby uh, bet. You know what you say? You get angry, uh-huh. but then eventually... You sing this song, no matter what it is that you give up in life, whether it's Lent, whether it's sex this weekend with a sex strike, what do you normally say? Some people get angry and can't let it go, can't move on.
1: You win some, you lose some. Exactly.
3: What it is is what it is, and all the others. We have some of the things that people say that Doris Day actually sang about back in the day. Before we get down to the business and the nuts and bolts, we gotta give, we got to pour one out for Doris Day.
1: So, should I play her her iconic song? Yeah,
3: because it's you know sometimes you, these, these are these this is what this song really means in modern day parlance. It means what it is. What it is. What it is. What it is. Or
0: and sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit.
3: Exactly. But in essence, we all say this, and we all should bring this song back. There should be a good disco remix, or at least a uh, a gangster version of this song. Uh-huh. Rapper. Uh huh. Maybe a remix by Diplo. Or who's the Dutch guy?
1: Uh, Tiesto. Tiesto.
3: I don't care who remixes it as long as it's done. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pour one out for the legendary. Doris Day, God bless her, living to the age of 97. Everybody sing this together now. 76er fans, Denver Nugget fans.
4: And I was just a little. My mother, what will I be?
1: Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she
0: said to me K said I
3: whatever will be will be the future's not ours to see K said I said
2: I Yes what will be
4: what it is. Exactly. When all right, that's enough for Doris. I, Doris and
2: that. And I don't
4: alive, want to play the whole song.
1: I asked my sweetheart what lies One a more hand. time. Just one more refrain. K okay, Sarah, will Sarah, Sarah, Sarah is, is she coming over today? Day after day, here's what my all
3: right, one more damn time. All right, of fans.
1: Okay, Sarah, Sarah,
3: whatever will be, will be. How about grabbing a couple of damn offensive the rebounds. not ours to see. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah All right, now I'm getting all oh, uh, misty-eyed, and it's well, that's just the rain. I just walked in trying to find a parking place on my own street after we went out today and had some uh, breakfasts' product. Yes. We come back. It's a rainy Monday, and on my street where I pay for a parking permit, there's seven cars that don't have parking permits parking on my street, but that's okay. I sucked it up, and I went and found another spot. So I'm not in a bad mood today. People are devastated. A lot of things happened over the weekend. The sex strike, which uh. we did not enforce in this house. It was just yes. an ours. I I gave up sex for Lent. I'm not <laughs> giving up sex for, for the springtime. Because my you know, my slogan's always been, Miss Robin, if I don't see you in the spring, I'll see you in the mattress. And that's what you used to say back after a long cold winter here in the northeast part of the United States or wherever you happen to be where you have cold winters. Like right now, it's still winter in Colorado. It's still winter in Chicago. Have you seen some of these games? Here we are in the middle of May, and we got cold weather all over the place. It's
1: insane. It is insane.
3: Uh, Bruno Spark, uh, Bruno's parking ticket now checking in on our twitch.tv, Bruno Nation live channel. Tell your friends, so many more people each and every day are finding out about where we are. Tell your friends, please follow us. All you got to do is go download the app first. Download the app. If you're listening to this, you already have the app downloaded. Not necessarily. You don't have to have it. Uh, downloaded initially? No,
1: because if you you might be just watching it on your desktop, uh-huh. but you really no matter if you if you normally watch it on your desktop, you still want to download the app onto your phone. Okay, Why? so you can get
3: it without downloading the app. So if you just go to twitch.tv right. Bruno Nation live Correct. on any device. Even on your phone, or do you have to have it downloaded in your phone?
1: I uh, that is a good question. I'm not sure about. Okay, But no matter what you do, you still want to have it downloaded on your phone because the app from your phone gives you the best notifications. And from your phone is where you have the option of, if you need to, you can listen to the audio only. Exactly. Which is more difficult on the desktop.
3: And we thank everybody who is joining us. The most remarkable thing of our great followers, and we're building an audience every day, and more and more people are finding out. They're listening, they're following, they're subscribing for free on Twitch on Twitch Prime, which is part of your Amazon Prime subscription. You have Amazon Prime. You get the show for free. $4.99 a month if you don't. And you know, you pay a lot more for other stuff. That's like half a pack of cigarettes one month to listen to the show. I saw I was driving by a store and I saw ten fifty six, and I'm like, wow, a carton of cigarettes is only ten dollars and fifty cents? We've gone back to old. No, that's a pack of cigarettes. And that's like the crappy stuff, not even the good stuff. But anyway, we appreciate it. Shout out for the ThroatZilla. And uh the sound is the sound working, Robin.
1: I am just going to double-check it right now. Can you hear me should, now? Yeah, it should be working. I don't know why.
3: And the weather, as our buddy AJ in Cincinnati, Bearcat 20, 2007, the weather sucks in Cincinnati, Ohio, which, of course, is the birthplace of Doris Day, who we just poured one out for. Yeah, oh, there, it's working. Okay. Uh, i got to pour one out for Doris Day, okay. though, Robin. Now, you remember, you're old enough to remember Doris Day, right? The movies are, I mean, there's still, like, a lot of evidence that Doris Day existed like when i'm gone you know maybe some people will remember in 20 years but it's not like movies when you do movies and you do songs they live on forever like you didn't have to be alive during the 60s to know who the beatles are or the rolling stones or the who or any of these other things so the the always the excuse that a lot of people use which doesn't really make any sense in this day and age of instant access to any information you want is I wasn't born then. What do you want? Me? That was well, 10 years before I, that, I was born. No,
1: that is a good excuse. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And here's why. Because not everything gets put in front of your nose. So if you, if it's not put in front of you, then how do you know to look for well, it? My point is, Doris Day is not hard. If you hear people today, pretty
3: much anybody who's in media, this isn't an exclusive to me, Doris Day dying. You know, she's 97. God bless. I mean, how many people live to 90? A lot of people are living in there now. My mom's... God bless her, just celebrated another Mother's Day. I don't know how many more she's going to have around. 95 years old. She's going to be 95 in two months, but she's right. technically 95. Right. So imagine living that long. It's incredible. All the things that those people saw, all the things that Doris Day saw, all the things that my mom has grown up and watched, wars, the world changing, everything. Everything spaghetti sauce recipes you know how many times the people... hers has never changed though in 95 years i can say this one thing is certain my mom has not deviated from, from her, the way she yes. makes gravy on sunday mornings now she doesn't make it as much anymore because she's 95 but a lot but of people have taken over like the churches have changed the catholic church has changed the rules 150 000 times in my lifetime of 66 years so the argument that if you hear about somebody that's legendary Even if it's somebody that's only like 10 years ago, and you say, oh, I don't know who that person is, and they die, or they did something remarkable, you go and you look it up. That's that's how, like the Alfred E. Newman controversy, like, man, magazine, how am I supposed to remember that? Because it's easily accessible. Alfred E. Newman is still appearing on magazines. It's not like it was ancient history. By the way, there's TV, World War II was before my time. Does that mean I don't know anything about World War II? I watch all the shows. I watch all the World War II stuff. I I, I'm a, I love history. So I absorb in. I learn something every day watching late-night television shows about World War II. So that's how you know. And if you don't have – the access to information is greater than it's ever been. So that's why I say there's no excuse for not knowing things that you should know. You shouldn't know everything. You shouldn't know everybody. You don't have to be alive in the 50s and 60s to know the great music, You know the the great songs that people are still playing today. We don't forget those things because they're all part of our history. Although I know now we live in an era where people are trying to get rid of our old history. Yes. Not me. History will always be there. And if you give up history, you're pretty much history yourself.
1: And speaking of being history. Yes, we will be history on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope shortly. So um, we are encouraging everybody that is watching us on those platforms to switch over to Twitch. Yes. Make, make the, the switch, switch to, to Twitch. Twitch. Biatch. Um, I
3: mean, and- that rhymes. I really don't want to say that, though. But it but is the sex strike. Now, for people who don't know what sex strike is, if you're watching the show, then you really don't pay attention to anything because it's really become the biggest story of the weekend. Um, my mother's day was there, so my mom's not having sex anymore, so she doesn't really care about the sex strike.
1: Well, the, this is how I figured it out. <laughs> the people that are willing to go on a sex strike mm-hmm. are the people that are not having sex anyway. Because if you are having sex, sex is great. You don't want to give it up.
3: And sex is not... I mean, I, I'm sure the original, the original purpose of sex was to reproduce. Uh-huh. But then people found out, God, whoever invented sex... Adam Eve. I don't know who it was. I don't. I, I googled it. There's no word. Yeah, there's no there's place where it says history where, doesn't go quite the history back of that sex part. was a great movie with Woody yes. Woody Allen. Remember it? Uh-huh. There've been a lot of doc. You know the the uh, what's the name? Uh, Masters and Johnson. All these experts on sex still don't know who the first person who invented sex was and why we did it.
1: Mother one, Nature.
3: One thing we can all agree, regardless of your sexual preference, how you like it. Is that sex is pleasurable. Yes. It's not just you know, for animals, for example. It's not pleasurable from what I see from animals. Like cats. Some, like when some our cat when you see a cat, because we had you know, we had kittens, our cat Lily. Right. When they hook up, it's like bam, bam, get out, and it hurts the woman. It's not pleasurable, I well, don't think. Well
1: there's Or is it pleasurable? I, I don't mean. know because she does I, I think the uh how should I put it? <laughs> The extraction <laughs> might not be very comfortable, but immediately thereafter, there she is very orgasmic.
3: No doubt about it. But it's like it's, it's, it ends quickly. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> so, no, so Al
3: point- Gore did not invent sex. He invented no. the internet. Damn it, get it yeah. straight.
1: Now, here's my point: the, the whole sex right. It is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. So, the idea that women are going to withhold sex as if we are some kind of a toy for men to play with only and that we're not deriving any pleasure from it ourselves and that we are going to make you guys suffer like we suffer. I I mean, it just makes no sense whatsoever.
3: Exactly. You know how I am. If you don't want to have sex, don't have sex. Most of the people, who, as you say, who don't have sex, don't want sex or can't get sex. Or they're married for a long time. One of the three.
1: So... And and withdraw withholding sex, it's not like it's going to make anybody more motivated to do something. It's not like they're going to go to Georgia. Like uh, withholding sex from men is not going to make men storm on Georgia and go. I'm not having sex now. You guys need to make you know change these laws. I and mean, now listen, like uh, point it, for ever. people
3: who don't know, Alyssa Milano, who actually had on our show back in Los Angeles at night, remember. Remember when we called her one night and she came on and she her heater was broken in her house? You were there with me that night. Uh-huh. Alyssa Milano, she's great. She was a lot of fun. Yes. She used to come on the show and we would just shoot the breeze, so to speak. Right. Tibbetts. And one night she was in her house in California, in Bel Air, wherever she lives. Mm-hmm. I, never, I almost went to her house because she was saying that her, her, her furnace broke and it was chilly in in Los Angeles. Right. And she's saying, I don't know how to fix my heater. And I, because I'm a handyman and I can do those kinds of things, I, buy, I wish we had a tape of that show. Because I offered to go to Alyssa Milano's house and help her fix her furnace. So she would be warm and toasty for that weekend. And growing up and watching her career, who's the boss. She did a couple of soft core things that were pretty attractive. Uh, so I don't really hate Alyssa Milano. No,
1: but something I don't happened. hate anybody, really. Something snapped inside of her. I don't yes, know
3: what. I think it's called Donald Trump syndrome. But again, she can do whatever she wants. I don't, I don't deny her the right to tweet, just like people shouldn't deny me the right to have my feelings. That's what, and Twitter, by the way, is just a cesspool of anybody can say anything they want. Some people are held accountable for it. Other people aren't. So we all know the rules with Twitter. There are no rules. But the bottom line with Alyssa Milano, she can say what she wants. But she's the one who's now filming a TV show in Georgia— where a lot of TV shows are filled and many thousands of people have jobs. And this is not a political thing. I'm going to get off this. I just want to clear it up for people who don't understand what the sex strike thing is all about. You probably saw the hashtag all weekend if you were on social media. It's like the number one trending. I think it's still trending. And so it became almost like a joke to a lot of people. Because you can have an opinion and you could disagree with this or you could disagree with that. Pro-life, pro-choice. There's different feelings on that. Not everybody has to feel the same way. Right. That's why we're different. That's why... We have a First Amendment, and that's why we all think differently. I like to think for myself. I'm not emboldened or not in, I'm not beholden to any political party, any narratives. I don't get talking points sent to me. I'm not a Republican, and I'm not a Democrat. I despise both political parties because they're evil and they're bad, and they only want power, and they get power by screwing you, me, and everybody else over. George Carlin taught me this years ago when I had the privilege of meeting him and discussing his views on life. In fact, when George Carlin said to me, Robin, I like the way you think, Bruno. Yeah. That was pretty much validation. To come from a man of that stature, his brilliance in comedy, and to be able to just say what was on his Can mind. Can you imagine if and he was den- still alive? No, he would, he would do the same thing.
1: He would be completely incensed with the way... Of course he would. He was near speech. the end of his yeah.
3: career when I got to see one of his final shows out in Los Angeles, in Long Beach. So the whole thing about... If you say something on Twitter and somebody, oh, you're a, you're a right-wing crazy guy. George Carlin used to listen to my show in L.A. Yeah. and called in and said he liked the way I think. You know why? Because I don't think the way I, somebody tells me to think. I think the way I feel about things around me. I'm not a, I'm not a loyal. I'm a rationalist. That's what I'm going to call myself from now on. Because I use rational thinking to, to draw a conclusion on something. I don't have most any. Most of the time, no. Rationality is the most important thing, not nationality. <laughs> to some people, it is. You just think, just try to put yourself, take out all the other noise from both sides out, and that's what I taught my kids. You know what's right. You you teach your kids right from wrong, right? And then you let them make their decisions. I make wrong. We all make right and wrong decisions. Mm-hmm. Many. We, we all make wrong decisions. We think and we say, you know, I know that's wrong, but I'm still going to do it. That's the way the world works. You know, if you break the law, then you have to deal with the consequences of making the wrong decision. Unless you're privileged and you can get away with it and never face a consequence.
1: So, speaking again of wrong decision, uh, make the right decision. Make the switch to Twitch. Oh, we thank still you, Robin. We, 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 and if you want
3: to have a sex strike, and you agree well, wait, with Alyssa Milano? Finish,
1: let me finish this one so that we can actually say goodbye to think our – I thought you are fan- supposed to
3: finish last, not first.
1: We need to <laughs> we need to say goodbye to our fantastic people on uh, Periscope, YouTube Live, and Facebook Live. Because turn once that again, noise
3: off and turn this I noise off. I know
1: that a lot of people on there, they've never heard of Twitch. So if you, ha- if you are on one of those platforms and you are not on Twitch, let us explain to you how fantastic – Twitch is. Exactly. Once you are on Twitch, which is free to join, it is free to follow, and you'll f- find out all the rest of the information while you're on here, there's a fantastic chat room which we actually do read And we're reading the show. it right now live. Reading... Reading... So you
3: basically are interacting with the show as it as Yes. It, and you don't have to be and on Twitch. And the only way to do that
1: is by making the switch to Twitch. So go to twitch.tv forward slash bruno nation live do it now do it now do it now we hope to see you over there um because this is our time to say goodbye to all of our fantastic fans that are on the other platforms that just didn't know any better until now
3: it's it's not their fault this is how it's educating it's like finding out who doris day was if you didn't know who doris day was you look it up and you can find the tony bruno show on twitch tv slash bruno nation live we thank everybody for checking in and we're the only show Really, of any kind of talk genre, whether it's sports or anything else in the world, everyday life, that is uninterrupted for three consecutive hours every single day.
1: Yes. And when you do come over, let us know that you're here and that you've come from someplace else because we love to hear our. You're not abandoning
3: anybody else. It's just, this is just another way to watch and listen to one of your favorite shows. And it's growing and it's the biggest. Video platform now it's YouTube is hard. It's no, it's live the biggest, streaming. Yeah, it's the biggest live streaming, live streaming platform.
1: platform in the world. world.
3: That's like the whole Earth.
1: Yeah. That's like even
3: the part <laughs> that if you walk off and fall off, even even after you fall off and where you eventually land, that'll be a part of the Earth yes. as well that you can get Twitch thanks to the intranet. So anyway, there it is. Thanks for joining us. You get three hours, man. You're not so, getting that anywhere else. So, so let's do see, our say, our Fortnite wave. The Fortnite wave is fast, though. Is it? Yeah, it's not it's a regular. Not, it's not no, just this a, is a, the old Queens wave. This is what I learned from Frank Rizzo when he was uh-huh. the mayor of Philadelphia. And I got asked to do when I was doing a morning talk show, a regular full service talk show, not sports or right. politics, but full service on the old WCAU, that I would be asked to be like the Grand Marshal in local community uh-huh, parades, uh-huh. the Collingswood, New Jersey parade. And so I had never sat on the, on the open car in a parade route. And so I had to be the grand marshal of a local parade one year. And Frank Rizzo and I were working together. He was doing the afternoon show. I was doing the morning show on the old WCAU. And I asked for his guidance. I said, Mr. Mayor, how do I do this grand marshal thing? And now I watch anytime there's a parade, whether it's Thanksgiving. And I always watch the people on the floats who have to turn to each side and acknowledge the crowd. I watch the Queen, too. Yes, yes. And
1: but we're not talking about my gays that are the queens. We're talking no, 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 no. We're talking about
3: the queen of England.
1: Okay, we're talking about like she's royalty the, queen.
3: W- w- yeah, that's the real queen. Okay. Not the Beyonce. I mean, she's the queen, but Elizabeth is still the queen. And now her grand, 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 great, 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 grandson is now seventh in line to the throne. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, Archibald. Archie. Ah! No, we're not going to do that again. So. Uh, <laughs>
1: So thank you all. And so the and wave I'm Marty- again is yes.
3: This is the wave. It's like you're. This is what I learned. It's like you're turning in a light bulb. Now, you know, now it takes multiple people and a couple of unions well, to make turn sure turn that you light can.
1: bulb a little faster. So you just
3: turn the light bulb. <laughs> so you have your hand almost cup, but not straight, flat up like this. If you just have it erect, that means you're having sex soon. If you have it sortly loose, where you feel like you got to delicately take uh-huh. that bulb and turn it. But then you just—it's all on the—it's all on the wrist, as yeah. they say. As a lot of guys so, found out who so are, are part of the sex the strike. So you grab
1: the but you open it up just—yeah, slightly. just slightly,
3: where you're not squeezing it too hard. That is the way to wave to a crowd. Now the Fortnite wave is faster, and if you have a—you know—if you have a, a, a limp wrist, it doesn't work as well. So, so long story say.
1: short, bye bye. See you on Twitch.
3: And we'll never say to you though, for all of our loyal listeners. Get out! Get out! And let's get down to the uh, get down to the business. When are we popping bubbles of Andre to celebrate the switch to Twitch? <laughs> Andre, you know what I use Andre for, Robin? Basically, cleaning paintbrushes now, because it is like well, we already doubt. saw
1: a couple people that joined, uh, so we thank them. <laughs> We just want to acknowledge the fact that there are several people that just started following us. Yes, and, we, and we're
3: getting new followers every day. But again, I think the thing that makes me most proud of our audience who watches and listens to the show is the time that they spend. Because everything's about data now, mm-hmm. and the good thing, and I'm not an analytics guy, and neither is Brett Brown coming out of a timeout three times and having his team turn the ball over in a stretch run, and we'll get to that. But the bottom line is you now know, A, how many people are watching, and our audience isn't massive yet. But the people who are listening are listening for two hours and 36 minutes on average. I talked to a radio executive earlier today. And we were talking about uh, time spent listening and all the important things. Mm-hmm. Well, how long you watch a TV show, how long you listen to a radio station in your car or at home. Two hours and 36 minutes out of a three hour show is almost unheard yeah. of loyalty. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. You can't even watch yeah. like a three hour movie. Because, well, the thing about three-hour movies on TV when they're on over-the-air instead of on cable, is that people go go they, you know they pause it or they fast-forward past the commercials right. and go to the bathroom.
1: But the fact that you guys—it's even hard
3: to go to the bathroom on the show, not just for us but for the people who are listening because they don't want to miss anything every day, right?
1: Unless they're on the unless they bring us with into them, the, ba- to the into bathroom into the toilet. Their you can, yeah, when you're you can falling. do that. I just want to acknowledge the the people. There's um, it's Dadoski, <laughs> it's Dad started following us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drewes 1971 and E Delash started following. So thank you so much. And then E A Hiryak
3: yeah, he's a he's a he's a he hardcore. He just
1: bro. subscribed for two months in a row. Wow! Via Prime, you know so thank you very the much. The only
3: thing better than two months in a row, you know what that is, Robin?
1: Yes, I do. Wow! 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 That's wow, not it.
3: Oh, well, that's what you say after you do two you, months in a row. That yes. means, then you definitely aren't involved in a sex strike. <laughs> I just reused my thing here.
1: You, yeah, I Tony, just re,
3: not reused it because then you have to clean it out and it gets no, dirty and t- nasty. Tony
1: just redid his soundboard and he's still getting a little bit used to where everything is. Exactly. Just when he thought he had it. Now it's gone, and I'm just vamping, trying to, f- waiting and waiting and waiting. I don't waiting. have it in
3: my main board now. How that was you... one of my go-tos, because I have a page now called... it? I have a page called Most Used, and it's not in there. Oh, what my God.
1: Tony, Bruno, what were you thinking? Wow. Well, there's this one
3: in there. Which is... Excuse me while I whip this out. Anyway, we want to thank everybody for subscribing, everybody. Tell your friends to follow us. Following is easy. I mean, you follow me on Twitter. You follow me on Instagram. You follow Miss Robin on all those... Uh, if everybody who was following me on Twitter and Instagram would follow us right now, we would be blowing this baby up. We already are, by the way, according to the stats. Yes. And stats don't lie. We I should are bring in that the, show back on ESPN. Since
1: the, the one month that we started on Twitch ago, uh, one month ago that we started on Twitch, let me say that correctly, mm-hmm. um, we are now in the top 20% of all the shows, which are like over... It's almost four million shows that are on Twitch. So
3: there are four million different shows that you can get on Twitch TV. Correct. And in just a month, we have moved into the top like
1: twenty percent.
3: Twenty percent of shows, which yeah. is almost unheard of. Yes. In the Twitch platform, and so that's we want to thank everybody.
1: And that's because of you, and uh, we and you and you and, and you and you and you and you and you and Ollie. you
3: get a subscription, and you get a subscription, and you. Get a participation trophy at the end of every show. We're going to so start giving those out. We,
1: we're we're doing well, but we need to do better. Uh, before be see, best, we need
3: to be best. See, Robin. there's a
1: here's the thing that we want to explain to people. <laughs> the way it works is uh, according to Twitch, we're doing great, but according to sponsors, who still advertisers, who still think like radio stats, they want to see numbers of people that are logging on. They don't realize that the fact that We're getting so many views here. It's it's different. It's a different world, and you have different types of uh, numbers. But because they still work on the under the old numbers, they still want more numbers. So we need more people. So tell your friends, share, 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 share. Tell them how fantastic we are, and tell them why.
3: Why? Why ask why?
1: I'm not going to put words into their mouths. They need to. If they love us, they know why. They know why they. Well, because you're not
3: getting this anywhere else. And again, I'm not knocking other shows. There's a lot of great content everywhere. You decide what you like based on what you listen to, and you either say, man, that show sucks, or you say, man, they're good. They're almost as good as
0: two chicks at the same time man.
3: And speaking of that, people are asking the question before we get off this sex strike topic because it's still a hashtag. Yes. Sex strike. Now, if because the whole premise is reproductive rights are being taken away from women, according to Alyssa Milano. So therefore, the only way you can prevent pregnancy, accidental pregnancy, Uh because some people try to get pregnant and they can't even though they want to for various reasons because they want a child. But then people who don't want a child, the best way to get, you know, to not have a child is basically to abstain from sex, which is what people have been saying for hundreds of years. You don't want a kid. Don't have sex. But you can have sex and not have a kid. And it's so much easier these days. Again, you do whatever you want. But we have morning after pills. We have, we have uh, all kinds of contraceptives. And it happens accidentally. But for the most part, if the only way to not have a baby is not to have sex. But what about girl-girl sex? You can't have a baby with two women. Yeah. Right? So you give that up if you're a woman. Like well, Melissa I... Milano has been in movies where she's making out with other women. Right.
1: No, but see, you misunderstood or maybe I misunderstood the way I took the whole sex strike was not so that, oh, well, you're you your you're not going to be able to get pregnant that way. It's so that it would make men finally take notice of this issue.
3: Like, like men. Well, like, I, for example, when I was married and had wanted children, we tried to have children and we were lucky and we had three beautiful children. So it wasn't, oh, my God, we had a kid. How did that happen? No. You either plan for it or you don't plan for it.
1: You're still misunderstanding. So so
3: basically, a man has no say or has all the say when it comes to sex. A woman doesn't.
1: No. So what, what the sex strike, from what I gather, it's so that by withholding sex because it's you know, the older white men and men in general that are that have the power over um, whether abortions are legal or not and whether uh, there are uh, free um, uh, prophylactics and all that, They're like all the birth control, that because men are the ones that are in power, if women withhold sex, then men will finally not... Really? that, yeah, that was Oh,
3: the- I, I, I didn't know that. Gee, thank you, Alyssa. Uh, no, actually, even the Washington Post is poking fun at this sex strike hashtag. Again, she can say whatever she wants. But the thing about Twitter, I say what I want on there, and then people come after me. She says things on there. And, and then Bette Midler is the only other woman I know who said, Yeah,
1: I'm going to have a sex strike too. I like what uh, Bruno's parking ticket said. Did anyone cross the picket line with an inflatable penis instead of a rat? <laughs> That's
3: right. What happens if I cross the picket line and there's all these women saying "no sex, sex strike"? And I pro- do I do I have goons come after me?
1: Well, all I have to say is that this is going to be a really great <laughs> month for sex workers.
4: <laughs> Sex
1: workers are gonna—they're—they're they're gonna like have a two-for-one deal. Robert
3: Kraft, where was he when the sex strike was on? Then he could have used that as an excuse for having to go into a massage parlor in Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. Well, but his wife to, is dead. To get so. rubbed the wrong way. Yeah, but his wife is dead. Yes, and he's obviously an older gentleman who doesn't have a, a wife anymore, and that's sad. You know, if you have a lifelong companion and you lose them, some people actually star- still are upset when they lose a companion even though divorce is prevalent now even among older people you're seeing more and more people in their 60s and 70s getting a divorce you spend your whole life what are you going to do when you're 70 go out and find a 30 year old guy who's going to bang you if you're a woman or vice versa uh uh probably not not, but hey
1: probably
3: not yeah can you be a scab (laughs) strike sex strike scab you don't want to have if you have a scab you should be on a oh, sex I like strike. It. Let me not tell you that right e- now.
1: <laughs> EBC and PA. Pricket line. Not the a pricket. Prick line, baby. It's not a picket
3: The only thing worse than the sex strike was the Laker fans showing up as our buddy Trevor in the 203 up in Connecticut says. The, the Lakers strike. Did you see that on Friday? They had a big protest march in front of Staples Center because they're outraged that the way the Lakers season has gone to hell and Magic Johnson quits and LeBron James is like saying what's going on and then they hired Frank Vogel. They had this... This is how it works in L.A. Because I did—I actually did some protests in L.A., joking ones. They weren't really protests. It was like I celebrated that I was the number one sports show in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And I started going to all these diners and buying people free breakfast. And I basically went on a victory tour. Took a victory lap when I became the number one sports guy in L.A. In Morning Drive, by the way, where there's like 5,000 shows. So I did a victory lap, which you're supposed to do. You learn from politicians. But now... In the situation with the Lakers, somebody organized a "Let's go to Staples Center and show our displeasure with what's going on with the Los Angeles Lakers." And like ten people showed up. Robin, you didn't see them. No, <laughs> like, ten people showed up, and they were all bros, <laughs> dude bros, who had no idea what the hell they were protesting. It's like they, they were, were, there were. It was, a, it was, it was, it was more shameful than the sex strike. So, Except but- these guys went home and didn't get any sex because. They don't really need a sex strike no. to keep women away from them yeah. at all costs, even, the, even professional winner, winners, winners and women. Anyway, let's get down to the business, Robin. Now that we got the sex strike out of the way, we also survived the constitutional crisis. I actually went to the Con- U.S. Constitution Center here in Philadelphia over the weekend, and I asked somebody at the front desk, how's this constitutional crisis affecting the U.S. Constitution Center? And they said, get the hell out of here, you piece of shit. And I said, all right, thank you. I just wanted some... No, they didn't say that. But, you know, I wish I had a camera crew full time because we went to the protest march for Brian Sims on Friday and we had all kinds of technical issues. But don't you think any of our investigative reporters in this city of Philadelphia, where the U.S. Constitution Center exists, where the, the, the Liberty Bell exists, where freedom was born would go over to the Constitution. And I have some free passes to the Constitution Center. I should start sending them to uh, elected officials in Washington to teach them all about it. But anyway, enough about that. But we have to go. We have to do a remote from the Constitution Center during this Constitution crisis, constitutional crisis. we got a sex strike, and we've got the Preakness and PGA Championship coming up next weekend. The Preakness. Will I release picks, people are asking me. And now I'm thinking about not doing it. I mean, I do it for you. And I did one of those do as I say, not as I do deals. And it cost me $51,400. But you know who else it cost $51,400? All of you who kept badgering me, asking me for your picks. Where's your Kentucky Derby picks, Tony? I gave them out, and not one single solitary person out there took my advice and bet the Superfecta that I gave out for free on the show. Not one. And if you had just listened, instead of clamoring and then having me give you the picks and not bet on them, you would have been $51,400 richer. Now, I'm mad at myself, too, because we already explained that. I'm not going to go through it again because I'm running out of ambient to try to get through the night. So anyway, there you have it. On this Monday, May 13th, the NBA, two great Game 7s yesterday. If you haven't, saw, haven't seen Either of the two games, and you really don't care about basketball. But the first game, Portland, the Trailblazers, rising young team. They came back losing to Denver and then went to Denver in game seven. And how about Lehigh University? Greatness that is. CJ McCollum, 37 points. And now the Portland Trailblazers, talk about new blood. They're going to their first Western Conference finals since 2000, Robin. That's 19 years they've waited to get to the Western Conference Finals. So give it up to the Portland Trail Blazers. They're going to face the Warriors starting tomorrow night, Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, the West starts. We're down to the Final Four, baby! In both basketball and hockey right now. So you got Portland at Golden State. The Warriors are already an eight-point favorite in Game 1 at Oracle Arena in Oakland, California, for Game 1 Tuesday night at 9 p.m. And then the other series in the East, the Toronto Raptor going to Milwaukee starting on Wednesday night at 8.30. That's game one. And uh, Milwaukee already opens as a six-and-a-half point favorite over the Raptors in game one. And so speaking of the Raptors, a lot of people on Twitter are going crazy the second the, uh, the game ended, the incredible shot by Kawhi Leonard. Ugh. I mean, I-, I never realized this. And I've been watching basketball for 50 years. That was the first ever game-winning buzzer beater in a Game 7 in the NBA playoffs. Of all the great historical finishes in the NBA, that was actually the first time a Game 7 had been decided by a buzzer beater in a Game 7. It's incredible. And again, It was one of those shots that Kawhi Leonard said afterwards. He just wanted to shoot the ball as high up as possible because he knew he had Ben Simmons who basically peeled off and Joel Embiid running toward him at the last second. And Leonard's been unbelievable at making shots, although he sucked with the three ball. But when you look at the stats in this game, and, and that shot, you'll watch it over and over again. And, and actually, Robin, we were counting it. How many times? How many times did the ball bounce on the rim before it fell through the basket and all of Toronto went crazy? How many ooh, times, Robin? Oh,
1: pick me, pick me. I know. How
3: many, I, want, I, want, I want somebody to know, how many times did Kawhi Leonard's rainbow Bounce off the front rim, actually one side of the rim, the other side of the rim, and then finally down, down, down through the hole, erupting the Game 7 finale at 92-90. to 90. How many? Four. How many? Four. Four times. That's how many time I, times I could have had sex if I weren't in a sex strike this past weekend. It was actually four times. Danny Dow, our buddy down there in uh, the Tampa St. Pete area, says five. It was four. And by the way, I have a call-in to Joe Carter, Robin, because I saw last night on Twitter, you know, what happens after an unbelievable ending like that, and Sixer fans are disappointed. I'm a little disappointed, but the bottom line is this. The Sixers shouldn't have even been in that game. Let's be honest. And I was rooting for the Sixers. People are devastated like it's the worst loss in Philadelphia sports history. It's no bigger loss than the Kentucky Derby of two weeks ago, all right? So that's where – if you want to ask me what the worst loss was – Well, personally, it was the Kentucky Derby Superfecta. The Joe Carter home run in the 1993 World Series is the worst loss, Philadelphia versus Toronto, and one of the most disappointing losses and crushing losses in Philadelphia sports history. That won a World Series. This shot by by Kawhi Leonard won a... Eastern Conference semifinal series. It's not even in the same universe. This is not opinion. This is stone cold hard fact. It was an amazing shot. It was a historic shot. But if you're a Philadelphia sports fan over the age of 18, to suggest that this is the most heart, this is the biggest dagger in Philadelphia hearts in history means that you really don't have any knowledge of history. Because when you lose a World Series on a walk-off home run, that's a dagger. Making a a three-point shot that bounces four times off the rim before it goes in, as remarkable as it was, is not a devastating – is it a disappointing loss? Yes. But here's why I say the disappointment level determines on how good your team is. If you thought the Philadelphia 76ers were good enough to win the NBA championship as constructed this season – then it's a bad loss, a devastating loss. But who in their right, there were people who didn't even think that the 76ers were going to win a game against the Toronto Raptors before the series started. And then when they got blown out in game one, there were people wondering whether they were going to get swept after game one. And to their credit, the Sixers, despite all the stuff that went on, took it to a game seven. This is the way I'm trying to look at this rationally and with facts. And while it came down to that last shot, as the time expired from the corner, the fact that the 76ers were even in this game is a modern-day sports miracle. When you consider that the Toronto Raptors shot the three-ball 30 times and made only seven shots. In other words, they missed 23 three-point shots. How many points is 23 times three, Robin? Two, four, six, three... 69 69. points. Now, nobody's going to make 30 for 30, except if they're going to be on ESPN, which this game definitely will be a 30 for 30. It's one of the all-time instant classics. That game, as ugly as it was for both teams shooting-wise, is an NBA classic immediately because it's historic. Yeah. Game 7 won at the buzzer,
1: so that's why it's
3: an instant classic.
1: It was an amazing game, but still, like, when you watched it, to me – the right team. I, I hate to yeah, say it. Yeah, but the right and team again, won.
3: the Sixers weren't supposed to beat Toronto, but they had a chance to. And it, it goes back to last Sunday when you and I were there, and they had a chance to go up three games mm-hmm. to one. Yeah, and that's the game that really—if you want to go back and talk about one game that made the difference, because it was back that and was forth. The one that they should yeah, have won. You're at home. You're jacked up. You're coming off a big win in Toronto. You're up two games to one. You win that game and go up three games to one. Mm-hmm. Then maybe Toronto gets eliminated even before it gets to a game yeah. seven. And so that's the game that really cost them the series. Not the last shot by Kawhi Leonard. Not the fact that the 76ers, oh, by the way, had five offensive rebounds in the game, which is absolutely pathetic. The fact that they turned the ball over 15 times. The fact that on three-point shots, there were nine of 27 also. And Jimmy Butler, who's one of their better three-point shooters, was one of six from three-point land, 16%. Joel Embiid was 16% too, but he's not supposed to be shooting threes. So Joel Embiid's one of six on threes. Jimmy Butler's one of six on threes. Five of 14 on all of his shots, which is only 35%. Embiid, obviously, people are cru- crucifying him today. He played 45 yeah. minutes out of 48 in the game. What does that say? Does that say did Embiid not go to the basket strong enough? Obviously. But if you're going to question a guy who played 45 minutes, and the reason he did is because Greg Monroe couldn't be on the floor for more than one minute without mm-hmm. sitting down because yeah. he was a total shit show. He's a backup center. Yeah. So if you you can't put Greg Monroe in there. You can't put Boban in there to give him a breather. You can't put Amir Johnson in there. Three big men who couldn't even give you more than one minute combined to give Joel Embi- Embiid a breather. That just shows you that this team is not just about a couple of guys. Now, they did go – they didn't go – I'm not going to count that as eight deep because Monroe being on the floor for one minute does not count as a performance. So they only went seven deep last night. And all seven guys played pretty well. I mean, Ben Simmons only shot the ball five times. And when I say shot the ball, he only either dunked it or uh, dished it in. Five shots for Ben Simmons, four of five, five of six free throws. He had 13 points but Ben Simmons doesn't go to the basket. Ben Simmons the only way he can score is by going to the basket.
1: He just didn't seem very serious.
3: But no, he was serious, but he, you know, they, know, give give Toronto some credit. They were they were smothering the paint area and the Sixers could not have their way. And and remember Marcus Saul against Joel Embiid is, is not a is, a is a really good matchup for the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. And then Serge Ibaka, another big man has a great game. So you had Marcus all, Serge Ibaka pretty much neutralizing Embiid in the paint. So he had to settle for, and, that, and that's, that was the great point being made last night with Kevin Harlan and Greg Anthony. Embiid was settling for shots. He wasn't going for shots that were high yeah, percentage. Right. Just... And, and while he shoots threes and people get angry, he actually is a better three-point shooter than Ben Simmons who can't shoot a three ball to save his life. And so I think the, the beating up Joel Embiid, because he didn't score with his back to the basket enough, it's pretty unfair. He played 45 minutes. Should should his conditioning be better? Absolutely. Should the 76ers, uh, who have been absolutely horrific as far as a front office is concerned, take better care of their players? Remember, this is a team that went through guys being hurt for a year, Mm -hmm. never explaining. They went to drafting a guy, Markel Fultz, who they never uh, explained. He was three weeks away from being three weeks away from getting ready to play. And they pretty much snowed people for an entire season after taking Markel Fultz. Jaleel Okafor, who they took in the first round a couple of years ago. So they've made a lot of bad personnel decisions. That's not on Brett Brown. But Brett Brown last night, and again, I'm not calling, I don't think they're going to fire him, nor do I think you can fire a coach who takes his team to a Game 7 in an Eastern Con. And you know me, I've been as critical of Brett Brown as anybody in the city, but I've been fairly critical of him. I don't just bury him because he may calls a bad timeout once in a week. But last night, even though his players were out there and and obviously they fell short because they didn't shoot well either. But the five offensive rebounds, is that Brett Brown's fault? No. No. you got to want the ball to get offensive rebounds. You miss, somebody's got to be there, but they weren't getting them. And to turn the ball over 15 times, is that the coach's fault? No, but what is the coach's fault? And this is a pivotal part of why the Sixers, in a game that they really had no business being a part of because Toronto was, was shitting the bed as far as shooting, The only reason the Sixers were in was because they were playing hard, and they had guys make. and They had this is a game of runs. In fact, there hasn't been this many runs since Joel Embiid in Game One against the Brooklyn Nets. I want to tell you that right now. Let me. uh, I mean, that the, the eight O run, six O run, eight O run. Seriously, I haven't seen that much running since Robin went to a a musical and her makeup was rolling down her face at the end of Les Mis. I mean, that's a lot of running right there.
1: That was a really bad analogy.
3: No, don't women, when you're crying, let the the makeup run? I went from the poop run to the makeup run. That's better. Does not makeup run? Yes, it does. So then how is that a bad analogy? It's not like makeup doesn't run. Don't rip my analogies if they make sense. Rip them if they don't make sense. That's what an analogy is, Robin. Look it up. Google it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks, Tony.
3: (laughs) But here's where Brett Brown has to take the blame. Some of it. You call a timeout, and then all of a sudden you're getting your guys in a huddle and you're drawing up a play. That's mm-hmm. what a coach does yes. because most of the game, you know, the coach is just putting up fingers and signaling plays. But in the half-court offense, the Sixers went out of timeouts and then proceeded to turn the ball over immediately, not being able to get a shot off. You, when, you, when you call a timeout and you bring everybody into there the huddle. no game plan. No, you have to set up a play. Yes and now I know the Raptors are a good defense and their coach was countering for it, but when you go out of a timeout in a crucial part of the game that's pretty much dead even at that point, Mm -hmm. and you've taken a five-point lead and they take a six-point lead, and it was back and forth. It was an unbelievable fourth quarter. But when the coach, out of a timeout, doesn't draw up a logical play to the point where you can't even get a shot off on two consecutive trips down the floor, How do you not get a shot off after you come out of a timeout and and actually put together a play? There was no play. It was guys throwing the ball to another guy, standing around and watch the clock run down and then try to throw a ball up when it was too late. That's coaching right there. Guys turning the ball over, that's not coaching. Guys not getting rebounds, that's not coaching. Calling a timeout and not having a cohesive or even anything that seemed to be a logical play to run why do you think the coaches call everybody over and get the little chalkboard out? This is what we're gonna do on this possession to try to get a good shot.
1: And we did not see any of that. No,
3: and that's a legitimate, legitimate way to criticize Brett Brown. Yes. But again, I don't think he's gonna be fired because he took his game to a game his team to a game seven against a team that was superior all season long.
1: Now or Flucco seven that's a great name. Said this happened a lot during the season, though. There is no reason to believe that he will change next year. That's what scares me, and that's why he should go.
3: Well, a lot of people think he should go, and I don't. And I'm giving you, he has two more years left on the contract. So he's got two more seasons that they're going to pay him. Here's what I would do, and this is my opinion. I don't tell the sick, they don't listen to me for my opinions. I gave them opinions on the process, and the process has now gone to mold. You know, when you have processed cheese and you leave it in, mm-hmm. and then you don't yeah, look but at it? Yeah, that's
1: good. When no, no, not
3: when you have like American cheese oh, or Swiss yeah, no, no, cheese. No, and then it's been good. sitting in the in the crisper yeah. for a while. Yeah, no, Then it's And then you'll good. open it up and you say, oh, there's mold on there.
1: Yeah, that's not the good kind of. That's
3: the process that's right not now. not
1: the good kind of blue it's cheese. It's got a
3: lot of mold around the edge. And I'm not talking about the mold on Gorgonzola cheese, which is good mold. Yes. I'm talking about the mold on freshly sliced cheese that you're expecting to be good. That is
1: good culture versus it's, bad culture. Well, it's all
3: about culture on the show. Not the culture club, though. We'll be playing a block of cl- culture club tunes from later on. I'm a big boy George guy.
1: Speaking of tunes, I found a tune that Tony, an old-time tune that Tony had never heard before.
3: Exactly. Which is unheard of. (laughs) I heard the song, but it wasn't one of my go-to Monday songs. I'm a manic Monday guy, but since it is a crappy Monday, the weather sucks. Other than Mother's Day, the weekend sucked. You know, Sixer fans think their lives now suck and there's nothing else to live for until Mm -hmm. next season emergency podcast being put together to break down, you know, what went wrong or to make a make excuses for this team or the front office. I don't make excuses for anybody, including myself. So, the fact of the matter is to to consider this loss devastating is ridiculous. It's disappointing, yes, because you had a chance to win a game that you had no business being in. If you do take care of business at home in game 4, And you play a game, and you can't stop Kawhi Leonard. So we knew that wasn't going to happen. But he was stopping himself for the most part. Kawhi Leonard in this game, Robin, if you're scoring at home, and if you are, congratulations, you should be. It's a miserable Monday, and it's the 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And we're very
1: happy that your significant other is not striking.
3: Kawhi Leonard, 2 for 9, right, on 3-point shots. So he only made 2. Kyle Lowry, who's a good 3-point shooter, was 1 for 7 on 3-point shots. So Kyle Lowry makes a couple more shots. Kawhi Leonard makes a couple of more shots. Kawhi Leonard had obviously had a big night, but shooting percentage wise, he was terrible. Kyle Lowry was 4 for 13 on his shots. That's terrible. The the Raptors shot 34 out of 89 shots. That's 38%. That means they missed how many shots, Robin? 55 shots that is unbelievable they missed 55 of 89 shots and it still went down to the wire they so in to that and the sixers shot horribly too but the sixers at least got into runs i mean they were they were coming back it looked like they were going to get blown out early they missed their first nine shots so just as a quick recap and i know people are throwing out there jay wright's name
1: oh that would be awesome
3: and i love the people say jay wright can't coach in the pros are you serious are you Again, I don't know what Jay... He just turned down the UCLA job, which is a college-to-college college job. And the people are... Because a lot of college coaches go into the NBA. Look what Michigan just did today. They just hired John Beeline. I, I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers did. Michigan's John Beeline, who's been a coach forever, most 99.9% of a college. The Cleveland Cavaliers just hired a college coach, John Beeline, to, live Michi- to leave Michigan and go be their coach. Look at Brad Stevens. You look around the NBA... There's a lot of guys who have college coaching experience. To me, Jay Wright gets hired, they fire Brett Brown, that's not under my control.
1: Now, let me ask you this, because... Jay
3: Wright may not want to coach college. He may not want
1: to. He might not want to coach professional. Um, Here's the major difference that I see between... between college and pro is that in a college atmosphere, the coach still has a lot of respect and control over his players
3: no 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 one no coach in the nba has control I said over their players. the college coaches even don't have control well, but it's it's, a, it's recruiting but the, when you recruit the right kids wherever the school is or at least who you hope the right kids are right? that's your job as a coach the coach doesn't go home he doesn't go into the classrooms he doesn't go into the dorms and say what are you doing how many chicks you got now under the bed that's not their job their job is to coach young men who also by the way have to go to school right most of them during the day some of them don't even have to go to class they just pretty but much have somebody but
1: that's the major difference because you're you have like all these divas that are playing in the pros and then all of a sudden a coach that comes in from college who is there's uh,
3: divas in college in, in college they're one and done kids the, the biggest problem with college right now is coaches get the star stud and they know they're only going to have them for one year so they're really not developing even if it's not a, even if it's just somebody who's hyped and he leaves after one year of college, which is now the norm for anybody who appears to be good, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean they're making the right decision. But that's not what this is about. Here's what it's about. It's not about college versus pros. It's about basketball. It's about a coach who can coach basketball. Now, Jay Wright at Villanova hasn't had big men. Like, you know, Joel Embiid's a big guy. Mm -hmm. Jay Wright hasn't won with big guys. But the fact that he hasn't won with big men in college doesn't mean he can't adapt to the world of the pros, where it's basically the same game. Box out, go in, make easy, uncontested shots. Don't miss uh, layups like both teams were doing. Now, there's a pressure in Game 7. But look at Jay Wright in championship games. Is there any bigger pressure than that of being a small school in a suburb of Philadelphia where you have had many successful years, but the pressure was always on you to go out there and win a national championship? Remember, there were a lot of people that said, Jay Wright, big deal. He has good teams, but he hasn't won a national championship. Then he puts two up on the board. In a short couple of years. Mm-hmm. And you and he's had a lot of players who have played in the NBA, who lead Villanova. Kyle Lowry's one of them. He didn't win a national championship, but he's in the NBA. So Jay Wright has NBA talent. He doesn't have five all, uh, McDonald's All-Americans on the floor like other schools. I would
1: love like to see schools. him coach a pro team.
3: Well, maybe he doesn't want to. No. But the pro- bottom line is this. The argument that Jay Wright couldn't transition to the college game because he didn't do that in college to the pro game is ridiculous. He coaches basketball players. If you have big men, you learn a way to get the big men involved. If you have short guys, you learn to get the short guys involved. You still have to make shots. You still have to defend. You still have to get rebounds. If you've got a team with a couple of guys, your two main players, who are both big guys, I mean, Ben Simmons is 6'10". He's not a 5'11 guy. So Ben Simmons gets a lot of rebounds accidentally. If you're 7 feet, you should accidentally get more than 10 rebounds in the game. That's why I was always, for years, I was on these double-doubles, points and rebounds. If you're a seven-footer playing in the NBA, you should accidentally get 10 rebounds without even trying because the ball's going to bounce on the rim, and you're tall, you jump up, and you get it. Dennis Rodman dominated because he wanted to get rebounds, not because he was the tallest guy on the floor. It's a hunger. You want to get a rebound because that's what you want, Mm -hmm. and you have to want it, and if you just stand there, and like four other guys jump up and get the ball. It's what it's all about. That's how it works. That is how it works.
1: Yeah, the, the, the whole there was. D-Con so many the guys L-
3: L- are- LV says that's not how it works, unless he wants me to play <laughs> no, that drop, right. which I don't have loaded right. in the no. machine. That's how it works. It's basketball. Whether it's five white guys with a peach basket back in the day or guys from all over the world right now of all races, colors, ethnicities – playing in the National Basketball Association. The NBA right now is shoot the damn three or dunk and then hope you can make some free throws. That's what the game is. The game has evolved, right? They shoot threes in college too, by the way. Mm -hmm. But the NBA game, if you're a three-point shooting team, like both the Sixers are, and obviously the Toronto Raptors, who were the best three-point shooting team in the NBA all season, and they were awful in this game, shooting seven of 30, it's about rebounding and making easy shots. Three-point shots are easy for a lot of guys, but guess what? You could be the best three-point shooter in the world and be off one night just by an RCH near the basket, and that ball doesn't go in. Yep. And so that's what it's all about. It's not about college versus pros. The difference with the pros is, at least, most of your players are sticking around now who are the best players for a couple of years.
1: And... And that you need to want it, like you said. Now, that's another thing about the comments that we saw after the game, which I truly do not understand the criticalness of Embiid. Because crying? Of, of him crying.
3: Well, there's no I, crying in baseball. I had no problem I with that. I didn't either. I, I know people are going to say, oh, what a wuss. What a no, crybaby.
1: So there were several things going on. He... He was in the game for 45. He was exhausted. He played hard. He wasn't
3: crying because he was exhausted. He was crying because they lost the game yes, and they know, lost the series. I mean, that means he cares. Exactly. That's what I look at. If somebody cries after a sporting, I'm not talking about Little League kids who, you know, who, don't, who play in a tie and Little League kids don't even know about winning and losing anymore because they're not supposed to care about the score. But in professional sports, the score still matters. When you're taking your kid out to play a soccer game on a Saturday morning and they're all running into each other and falling down, Nobody cares about the score. It's about teaching kids how to play the game. But in the NBA, I don't have a problem with a guy crying who who tried as hard as he could. He didn't have a great game, but he certainly he still finished with 21 points, and he was still trying. Now, right up until went, the
1: very, uh, very uh, that, early as end, As far as rebounding
3: shot. and as far as going to the hole, everybody, oh, he doesn't drive the ball to the basket. Ben Simmons went to the bat, had five total shots, yeah. and all he does is drive to the basket. And he went to the basket five times. And so... It's not about ripping one guy over another guy. The bottom line is this. The 76ers' bench stinks. They have nothing there that, of substance. They, can't, they couldn't trade away half, three quarters of their bench for a, a brand-new basketball or a pair of Jordans. They couldn't get a pair of Jordans for most of the guys on their bench. And this is I don't want to humiliate human beings. They all play. They're all professional players. But when you construct a team, you're not going to go 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 deep in the playoffs. No good teams do. This guy's sitting on the bench because they don't belong in a playoff game. But if you need to play somebody to give somebody a blow, you better have somebody out there who can go out there. And the Sixers found out in this series that they don't have one legitimate backup center who could go into the game, whether it's Boban, Greg Monroe, who played well at times, Amir Johnson, who was their starting center. Those guys got zero minutes. Greg Monroe got one minute out of three backup centers. When you don't have the confidence to put a guy in for a couple of minutes without worrying about losing a game or losing a lead that means you don't have guys that you can trust and you're not an nba championship caliber team it's that simple if i thought the Sixers were supposed to win the nba champ and i've seen this happen a lot in this town i've seen it happen with flyers teams who are the best team in the league and get eliminated that's disappointing when you're supposed to win and you disappoint in the playoffs ask the islander fans ask the penguins fans Ask the Washington Capitals fans who just come off a Stanley Cup. It's hard to repeat. But when you're the team, the best team in any league, and you get knocked out in the playoffs and don't live up to what you're supposed to do, like the Portland Trailblazers right now, they're playing with house money. They're not supposed to beat the Golden State Warriors. They're an up-and-coming team. So if Golden State loses to Portland, people will be saying, oh, my God, how did that happen? You know how it will happen? Portland's good. And I think this will be an entertaining series. But the bottom line is, I'm only disappointed with my sports teams that I follow. If there's Like the Eagles, during the Donovan McNabb era, were supposed to at least win one Super Bowl. They only got to one. And they were winning championship after championship. And they were favored in the playoffs year after year. And then something went terribly wrong. And they didn't win. They didn't even get to Super Bowls. The Buddy Ryan teams that were the best, with Randall Cunningham, On the cover of Sports Illustrated, any questions? I remember when Randall Cunningham had a monster Monday night game. And on the front page of Sports Illustrated, with Randall Cunningham, one of my favorite players ever, a revolutionary player, and the headline was, any questions? Meaning that the Eagles were the best team and they should have won a Super Bowl. They never even made it to a Super Bowl. That's disappointment. Disappointment when you have the best team and it underachieves for whatever reason. Disappointment isn't losing to the Toronto Raptors in Game 7. And now all of a sudden it's the worst loss in your history? For anybody who considers that game the worst loss in Philadelphia sports history, you need to go buy a couple of books and read up on the history of sports in Philadelphia. That's not even in the... That's not even in the... Stri- I was more disappointed when the Sixers with Doug Collins and that group went as far as they did. I wasn't even... Dis- I was disappointed but that team had no business going that far. This team is supposed to go this far. Is it supposed to go farther? I don't think so. As good as they are, man for man, they're starting five. This team showed too many flaws game to game, no consistency game to game, to be able to say, man, they blew a chance to win an NBA championship this year. They had no shot of winning an NBA championship this year. And I've been called a homer my entire life. I'm looking at this reasonably. The Denver Nuggets... Were they supposed to win an NBA championship? They were the number two seed in the West. No, they're a good young team that was smart enough and good enough to play well enough to be the second seed in the West. But they ran into a Portland team with more experience, C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, and the better team won. And how they proved it, they won on the road in the Game 7. So that's what sports is all about. I am taking a breath. I'm not out of breath, and I'm not screaming and yelling. Am I screaming and yelling? Am I on a rant here, Robin?
1: I don't think so. I think this
3: is a pretty reasoned explanation and scientific breakdown. That you want to hear yelling and screaming? Turn on the TV sets where everybody's screaming to make sure you hear their opinion. I, I have rants. I have rants every once in a while. I'm just giving you on a, on a scale of one to ten. Where would you would you put this? Even in the rant level? No, Robin?
1: I if I if I thought it was a rant level, I would have put the little rant. Uh, yeah, this thing is a I... very.
3: The only thing is I had to have a type of sip of water. I'm sort of like a Marco Rubio at a press conference when you have to grab the bottle or at a debate. Oh. i got to get to that deer park one day. I wonder if the deer pee in the water. You know, when I see deer park water and you see that big, like that's like an eight-point buck, nine-point buck on there, maybe ten. And you see that on there and you're saying, damn, that beer pee, I mean that deer pee, really, really adds a certain little uh je ne sais quoi to the mm, water flavor. You know yum. what I'm saying? Where does this come from, Deer Park? Is that in the Colorado? Michigan? Where is that?
1: I actually do not know.
3: From the Monongahela River? It comes from Nestle's Water Company. That's where it comes from. And then Poland Springs. You know where Poland Springs are, Robin? Uh, this is bad bottled water know. knowledge right I, there. I hate to do it to oh, you. Oh, man. It doesn't come from Warsaw, by the way. I think it comes from Maine somewhere. I can't even read the label on this thing. Can you see that label? Do you have enough light over there, Robin? Oh, my God. You're in the is... dark. Anyway, the 76ers, just relax. Just relax with this team. Having emergency podcast to break it down like it's a summit with North oh, Korea. Where's Deer Park from?
1: Sources... Frontier Springs located in New Tripoli Pennsylvania Banger Pennsylvania Banger
3: Str- I didn't even kiss her especially during the sex strike
1: Stroudsburg Not Banger
3: Maine it's Banger Pennsylvania
1: Stroudsburg Heggins there's many different places it's not just one location Wait, So
3: Deer Park is not a park where there's deer
1: No There's there's <laughs> so Heggins South Coventry Pine Grove uh Newmanstown. Wait a minute. There's several different or origins. No, what no do they call sources. That? Sources.
3: I have better sources than that, <laughs> and I am not. <laughs> thank you, thank you so very much. So all of
1: those different places in Pennsylvania and or Oakland, Maryland.
3: Oh, okay. Well, it's like, it's not like a red wine where they do a blend. You know, they right. do some cabs and some Syrahs. <laughs> <siras. laughs> How do you have that many sources for water? and call yourself Deer Park, established in 1873. My guess was a bathtub in Pittsburgh. No, no, that's, that's close. <laughs> it's, it's pretty close to a bathtub water in Pittsburgh. So this isn't, is this, it says natural spring water. Now, Aquapana comes from a natural spring in Italy somewhere, from what I understand, and it tastes like it. It tastes natural. Right. But all these waters are pretty much run by like Nestle's and all these big companies.
1: Well, they realize they can they can do that and save money.
3: But no, but the, 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 the thinking is that if it says purified water, that means it's just tap water that they put through a filter, right? It's tap water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between purified water and natural spring water. I'm going to have to get John Stossel on this to do an expose. I'm sure. I don't have time for that. I just drink the shit. You know what I'm saying? Ridiculous. Anyway, uh, uh, DC Con- D. Conrad LV says that he sent us a link to DeerParkWater.com, our springs. Our springs hope eternal, or our hope springs eternal. One of those things, springs. We sprung a leak. It's raining for three stinking days here. I'm going to have to build an ark soon, Robin. We have enough wood? Anyway, let's get back to the business. So but- I gave you my NBA breakdown. Of course, tomorrow night is the NBA draft lottery, Robin. They should have a scratch-off. They should have Gus, the Pennsylvania lottery douchebag. And I hate that. I love animals. You know that, Robin.
1: Yes, you do. And I
3: know I love groundhogs or marmots. We've gone through the whole uh, gamut of what a groundhog is. A groundhog is actually a marmot uh-huh. is a groundhog. Yep, yep. What else? the mongoose? Uh, wasn't it a mongoose too? I think a
1: mongoose too. Yeah. There's a
3: bunch of different animals with different names who are all pretty much the same creature. The groundhogs, that rodent. I guess I guess they're in the rodent family, right? Yeah. Yes. And so Gus, the Pennsylvania groundhog, who pimps lottery scratch-off tickets to unsuspecting fools at home with money in their to burn, like Luigi Curto and all these uh, guys who uh, go out and woodchuck is another term. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Danny Dow, how much uh, lottery tickets can a woodchuck chuck if he can scratch off a $5, stinking $100,000 ticket and never win squat? So the Pennsylvania Lottery Groundhog should be on the on the state lottery. Well, he is. He should be in the NBA Draft Lottery tomorrow night because, once again, no one will know. It's all ping-pong balls based on how many games you lost. The Knicks have the most chances they should get the first pick, and if they don't, they'll be rioting in the streets of New York And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I have learned now from my sources deep in the NBA community in North Jersey, New York area, will call for a full congressional investigation if the New York Knicks do not get the first pick so they can sign Zion Williams.
1: By the way, just so that you know, uh, one of the things that I've been playing around with, I am almost positive that I've got this damn blurp thing figured out so if anybody wants to try their entry music if you click on the little uh red square with a white flower on the inside of it supposedly it's working
3: wait i have breaking news that i just got on an email oh no emergency email yeah this is breaking news i've never seen this happen i've seen it happen but not while we're on the air live from youtube hi tony bruno show a copyright owner using content ID claims some material in your video. This is not a copyright strike. It's not a sex strike. This claim does not affect your account status. There are either ads running on your video with the revenue going to the copyright owner, or the copyright owner is receiving stats about your video's views. And the question was on Monday, May 13th, which is today. today. And the video title is, Will Tony go on another rant today? NBA, MLB talk, huge Florida news, and more. Copyright. Oh, I know what it is. The Doris Day song that we played as a tribute to Doris Day, yep. who died at the age of 97. That is now. So is Doris's family going to sue us now?
1: No. You know I'm what su- I'm going to
3: say to the lawyers when they call me? <laughs> hey, rob. <surah, surah>, bitch. <laughs> Well, this is, now is, you
1: know is. why we are on Twitch. And exactly. This is because these other the platforms... The
3: YouTube Nazis coming after us for paying tribute? Who owns the copyright to K Sera, Sera Is Doris Day's family coming after us now?
1: <laughs> Danny Dow, by the way, says, Damn, you guys did some great work on the basement. Looks great. Last, last time I was there, there was dugout... It was a long way from the dugout when I was there last time.
3: Oh no, this is uh, this is we are this is front row here. This is top yeah. notch. We're the tops. We're the Mona Lisa. We're the tops. Not the four tops. They were great. And I love Motown. Meanwhile, it's gotta be public domain, right? Is K Sarah, Sarah? Who owns the copyright to that? Michael I- Jackson?
1: I have, you know, the, the whole copyright thing, if we were playing entire songs, that would be one thing, but we don't. And it's not even that.
3: It's not like all of a sudden that, that song, which should be in the public domain after all these years. Well,
1: and here's the other thing. It's not like we are making money off of the songs.
3: Exactly. We're not. So. We're paying tribute to somebody who sang the song. I know there's laws and these, all. that's why we need more lawyers to come up with this kind of crap. If we're trying to make money off Doris Day's death, are you kidding me? What we should do is make money off the sex strike because I thought of a T-shirt, which somebody will now steal because I don't have a... We, we need to get one of those... Uh, what do you call them? Printers? It? Lithograph machines. No, one of those uh, The where you can make your own T-shirts. Yeah. They're not printers. Uh,
1: What do they call them? Screen printing. Screen, no, screen... Green... Yeah, screen printing, isn't it? No, it's,
3: it's called something else. You rub ink over it.
1: Screen something, though, right? Yeah,
3: but it's not... Give me the actual name of it.
1: All right, people. All you smart people out there to listening to this Silk shows. screen. Silk screening. And Nobody
3: gave me that. I came up with that first. Silk screen. <laughs> That's how they do pre-T-shirts. Yes. I don't want the press-on iron-on crap because then you have to make the template of the iron-on. And then each iron-on only does one shirt.
1: And not only that, if you put it in the dryer, oftentimes the iron-on comes off. Exactly.
3: Silk screen is right. We need a damn silk screen machine because you know what the new T-shirt should be? And what I should have had it out today to the marketplace. What's that? I survived sex strike 2019. That's going to be the hottest shirt on the bill on the on the boardwalks all over the country as you're strolling in the summer whether it's on a promenade or on a boardwalk, you're a hot chick walking down the street. You get you know you get the tank top versions I survived sex strike 2019. Is there another word
1: for a scab, the one somebody that crosses the picket line? No,
3: they're pretty much scabs. Is that
1: the only word out there?
3: Uh that's the only one I've ever used or I've heard.
1: I want to, if there was a better word, because I don't like the word scab, but I would make one for women that says, um, I'm a sex strike 2019 scab or the other word that would be for it.
3: Robin, after the show, we're going right to Michael's. We don't have a hobby lobby here. They're in Jersey. (laughs) Plus I think people are still pro. I think people are still protesting. If you had a hobby lobby next to a Chick-fil-A, you want to talk about the world exploding.
1: Oh my goodness gracious.
3: You can't go into either place. No, nah, can't nah. go into a Hobby Lobby or a Chick Fil A.
1: would you like me to mute you for a second no, so my, that you can my nose blow is your nose? Now.
3: I'm emotional, Robin. I'm channeling my inner Joel Embiid. Except I don't have an Instagram model meeting me in the hallway afterwards, dude.
1: I didn't see her. By, nobody speak- can see
3: her. She's like he's like a four feet taller than
1: her. Speaking <laughs> speaking of women, we made an, a mistake during the baseball game.
3: So that wasn't his mother.
1: From I didn't
3: see the whole game. I was flipping back and forth. Right. I was we watching th- the NBA. I was watching some golf. And
1: at the very end of the, the, film, game. Uh, the game, they were talking about the... Cole
3: new, Irvin, Cole the young Irvin, pitcher that they just pitcher. called up. He's 25, so he went through Tommy John surgery. He's been in the minors. They called him up. His family came in yep. yesterday. Out to the ball, and they were park. talking
1: about it. And at the very end, they said that his mother had flown out, and she was there, and she was really, and there was everybody was. And emotional. he doesn't have a
3: sister, right? He has a brother. Well, I
1: looked that up later, but at no. The but very... does
3: he have a brother or a sister? S- brother. So he doesn't have a sister. So there was an older, attractive blonde woman who looked older because the girl next to her
1: was much younger. Was
3: much younger, and I'm thinking that has to be his mother because she looked older, and the girl next to and her, and she was
1: wearing a wedding ring. Correct. And so we look, we're like.
3: And I didn't, by the way. And then I got reminded when I said Mother's Day. No, Cole, I mean, a beautiful job by Cole Urban on Mother's Day, but his mom is the real MVP. And then I took a picture of her off the TV screen. Because at
1: the very end of the game, they go back up to the stands and they show, they're talking about his family and his mother, and then they show this blonde woman. So, because- Very attractive. We, very attractive blonde woman who did not look like she was 25. No. She did not look like she could be his mother necessarily, but Well, you but know, she 45 like
3: year a 45-year-old woman right now, you know, they look good. Yeah, especially- And she's from New Orleans, California. Right. So all thinking, blonde chicks look good at 45. We're thinking,
1: you know, she had maybe a little bit of work done, but- she looked fantastic. It wasn't completely out of the realm of possibilities. And, and so, I, so gave, I,
3: I basically attributed to her yes a, as a mom because they were showing her, right. and I didn't see. So during the game, Greg Murphy, the roving reporter, apparently interviewed his real mom, and I didn't see her. And so they didn't show his real. So why would they show his girlfriend and not his, but I his don't real think mom? It, go
1: that it wasn't necessarily his girlfriend either, because whoever it was, what was that?
3: Oh, it sounds like. Uh,
1: Ivan the Hope. beginning
3: of Star Wars. No, actually, oh, that's was, the beginning of Robin Hood.
1: That's the beginning of Robin. But Hood. But it also
3: sounds like the beginning of Star Wars, where it builds up. So that's your new uh, twit, uh, no, Twitter, notification? notification. It's my
1: new phone notification, but I have it muted. However, I have certain people that are on whitelist. list. That like will whom? be My daughter. <laughs> that's so. My... Does your
3: daughter not realize we're doing a live Twitch but she's, show?
1: She's not. She's not uh, calling me. That's just. She's just texting me. You need
3: that to get text messages. I usually wait for Mark to it to send me a text message, and then I know it's important.
1: Well, I I um, I changed it per your request because you didn't like the little... Ch- ch- yeah, it
3: sounded like me uh, blowing a <laughs> snot bubble out when I'm walking down the street and I have mucus, <laughs> and I do it a lot. Of, Robin gets mad when I'm walking down and I don't have a tissue and I do the old baseball on the mound thing where I hold one side of my... I don't like doing that, but I have to clear my sinuses. So I do, but when I see a major league pitcher do it on the mound, I go, oh, Rob, and I stop the tape and I rewind it. I say, look at that snot bubble. That guy just
1: snot rocket. Snot
3: rocket. That guy just ejected.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm both disgusted and impressed by So you it, had like, a thing. sound
3: on your phone, and I would hear it all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> is that somebody like ejecting a snot rocket?
1: No. no. It was
3: annoying. And I'm, I don't get annoyed by sounds.
1: But he kept saying, what the? Is that?
3: So I said, change that damn thing. It's annoying.
1: Yeah, so I did. And she I changed, changed it to the it.
3: theme of Robin Hood, which sounds like the beginning of Star Wars. It's not Wars. the theme. <laughs> it's, it's, da, da, da. it's from the BBC
1: Robin Hood series. And it's <laughs> da, 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 da. Well, everybody heard it um, because it was really loud. Was well, it from Robin Hood Men in Tights? There's also another one that I really like. It's the theme. It's the horn from Ivanhoe. It was a really big. I ain't th- no
3: hoe, by the way, Ivan. Ivanhoe. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> Uh, Bob from Valley Forge checks in on the activity feed or the stream chat. Uh Uh-huh. Is it an activity feed or a stream chat? Twitch chat. Either. Now, he says, I want to go to the knobby lobby and end the sex strike. No, if you go to the knobby lobby, you're pretty much at home waxing the knob, which a lot of men had to do because their wives wouldn't give it up, especially on Mother's Day, or because they really couldn't get sex without paying for it in the first place.
1: Now can somebody please try the darn blurp thing just to let me know if it's working or not because I can't do it myself. It has to Can't blurp yourself? I can't blurp myself. (laughs) I have to have somebody do it for me. If
3: you can't blurp yourself, blurp with the one you're with.
1: The blurp is the little the little white flower surrounded by the red square.
3: Weren't they wearing that for Mother's Day yesterday in all the ballparks? And how about those fighting fills and got the big so win? So please click
1: on right. that. See if you can do entry music, and you can pick your own. Supposedly, and supposedly it's working. Let me and give If you it's not working, then I need music. to fix it.
3: This is my entry music right here now, Robin. Are you ready? We have hockey playoff action now, and the weekend hockey produced the greatest quote in all of sports in 2019 I know I'm not the kind of guy who delves in hyperbole but when the Boston Bruins beat down the Carolina Hurricane 6 to 2 yesterday to go up two games to none in the first two games of the Eastern Conference Finals of the National Hockey League for five straight wins now for the Bruins they outscored Carolina 11 to 4 in the first two games and now head down Carolina, sort of like, well, no, it's the Nationals in Tennessee with the ten. But the Bruins playing probably the best hockey right now of all the teams left in the Final Four. But after the game, your captain, not my captain, oh captain, my captain, where was that from, Robin? Oh captain, my captain, not it's from the a... Captain Morgan commercials; those are different.
1: No, isn't it a poem?
3: It's a stupid musical or something, right? No,
1: it's a poem.
3: Anyway, Justin Williams. The captain of your Carolina—it's from Dead Poet Society.
1: Yes, uh, it is, but it's from a poem that was used
3: oh, in Dead Poet Society. Yes. So anyway, Jason Williams or Justin Williams—I'm sorry, former flyer, former everybody—but he's a hell of a player. So after they lose their second straight game and now head back to Carolina, down to zip, he says, "Quote." You spend all this time leading up with everybody writing great stuff about how great you are. You come out, and sometimes you got to eat a poop sandwich. That is an exact quote, Robin. Sometimes you got to eat a poop sandwich. It doesn't taste good. You have to chew on it for a few days, and hopefully you get the taste out.
1: Oh, Captain, My Captain by Walt Whitman.
3: Yeah, we go over the Walt Whitman Bridge. I pointed out the statue of Walt Whitman, Right at the base of the Walt Whitman Bridge on Broad Street here in South Philadelphia.
1: But it was made famous in the movie Dead Poets Society. I didn't
3: know. uh, So the the poem is actually called, Oh, Captain, My Captain, by Walt Whitman?
1: Yes. I wonder
3: if he knew that the tolls would eventually be $6 just to get get out of New Jersey and back into Pennsylvania. If you were alive today, what would he say about that situation, Robin? He would say it's a national outrage. I know that.
1: Oh, captain, my captain, our fearful trip is done. The ship has weathered every rack. The prize we sought is won. Racks. Yes, they're talking about. Uh. The port is near, the bells I hear, the people all exulting. While follow eyes the steady keel, the vessel grim and daring. And
3: it goes on. There once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs>
1: That's, that's more Dice. Mother speakers.
3: Goose. By the way, speaking of that, you know I was in town last yes. night? I didn't go see him. I
1: know. Andrew
3: no. Dice Clay was at Helium. Why didn't your damn son on Mother's Day call you and say, Hey, Mom, I can get you and Tony Bruno two down low since I'm the assistant manager at Helium Comedy Club. Tony could wear his leather jacket, throw some pomade on his ball head, and come back and put a cigarette all the way around his mouth and come and see Dice again. And I missed an opportunity to see Dice Clay. I haven't seen him since oh, back in the day.
1: Outrage. It is
3: an outrage. Where's the hookup? Where's the damn hookup? Your son's in charge. We helped get him that damn job. Now, this is a rant.
1: Oh, wait. Let me. let me. No, designate. you know, that's
3: a, just a short rant.
1: That was a short rant. I and- mean, I pay. I
3: Even when I get comped in there, which I have, I go in there and still spend $50,000 on booze and desserts and everything else. So it's not like I'm going in and expecting everything handed no, to me. No. But we have a great relationship with Helian Comedy yes, we Club. Do. we love them. Anytime like, big, big acts come in or they want us to promote them, we've done that.
1: We've loved them long time. Absolutely.
3: I didn't even stand outside and harass a police officer like many of the patrons do when they get too drunk and should be thrown out of the joint.
1: And Jamaica <laughs> 215 is subscribing with Twitch Prime again. They've subscribed now for two months. Um, for those of you, again, who have not heard this spiel before... If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can link your Twitch account to your Amazon Prime and get Twitch Prime for free. Exactly right. Which allows you to subscribe to one show per month on Twitch. Correct. And it might as well be Bruno Nation Live.
3: And you don't get called, and then they don't automatically renew it for you. Uh, like they do with magazines and that you really didn't order. You all of a sudden, yeah, you just no, one time, one month at a time.
1: But what you was it a need TV do, show back in the day? One that was one day at a time. Oh, okay. But what you do need to do, and that was something that Dean just realized, is that you need to redesignate, re-up every single month through your Twitch Prime account. Exactly. To, and and say so yes. we're in May now,
3: so it, it, so right. it doesn't so have to start at the so, first of the month. So if you subscribe today on the thirteenth of May. Are you good till June 13th, which is my yeah. birthday, coincidentally?
1: Oh, yeah. So, so I'll give
3: out my sizes later so, so you you're... don't send me the wrong present and then I have to go and re... By the uh, way, you know, it's, it's not fair.
1: And t- Tony's birth, speaking of which, Tony's birthday is coming up. We are registered on the. Are Amazon... we a Bed Bath
3: & Beyond registry or which one? The
1: Amazon wish list has some oh. fantastic things on there if you just want I need to... some
3: new underwear and I have a specific brand that I'd like. <laughs> So, you know, for ladies out there if you want to do something kind, I know Robin has a lot of things on her wish list.
1: I, I have not thought of And I don't think it's right on for on guys
3: there. to buy me like underwear that I request on that my wish list. That would be a little weird. But I think women who you know, like to do those kinds of things okay. for their favorite male radio personality slash Twitch TV. <laughs> but there's all
1: sorts of things on right. there that are quite fun and exciting. So if you so feel like you know buying us something is to support the show, mo- almost everything that's on there is actually stuff that we need for the show. So. When you do
3: that, you should hear this sound. I think. I think that was a, h- a couple of hockey fans breaking the sex strike in boston with the bruins playing great i already gave you the bruins update though but the great quote from justin wood you'd like that sometimes you got to eat a poop sandwich it doesn't taste good to have to chew on it for it doesn't taste good you have to chew on it for a few days and hopefully you get the taste out just think of that one as you're making yourself a nice poop sandwich isn't that the clip that everybody has now the meme on twitter or where they use it it's the what's his name the hell's kitchen guy you know what I'm talking about? What's the guy who yells at everybody on Hell's Kitchen? Uh, that Brit, that angry British yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's one where he says to this woman, he's grabbing her, and he says, "What are you?" And then she put she has two pieces of bread up against her ears.
1: Is it bread?
3: <coughs> I'm pretty sure. <coughs> and he said, "A poop sandwich." I guarantee you. Go look up that meme. Look up poop sandwich. I think Justin Williams stole it from Hell's Kitchen. I can't think of the dude's name now. Gordon Ramsay. Thank you, Bob, from Valley Forge. Gordon Ramsay. You know Gordon Ramsay. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He
3: yells at people. He's a Brit. And most Brits are angry. So Gordon Ramsay in one of the shows, I didn't see this particular version, but it's one of the big memes on there. So he's yelling at this woman. I believe she's Asian. And he's yelling at this woman. And then uh, she... I don't know if she has her hands, or I think she has two pieces of bread, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if it's Photoshopped, and he's yelling at her, what are you? And she says, a poop sandwich. I guarantee you that's on there, Robin. It's a bad job out of you not knowing the most popular meme. My favorite meme now is the vomiting guy from uh, uh, Team America World Police. I always use that. Whenever there's something that's really nasty, that's my go-to meme right now. The robot, the the, the robot, who, not robot, the stupid uh, puppet, the marionette who mm-hmm. comes out of a bar and then projectile vomits like over and over and over again. It's my favorite. Speaking of poop sandwiches. Did you find that meme, Robin?
1: I did, but I don't know if there's going to be a... There's no
3: sound. So what does it no, say?
1: Though, hold on a second. Let me see if I can... This might have a commercial, so Apologize. But this is what happens when Tony asks for something last minute. Let's see. It's not last
3: minute. I just—it's poop sandwich, and that's the first thing I thought of. I didn't have a poop sandwich segment prepared. I didn't even have mayonnaise out. You gotta have mayonnaise if you're gonna make us poop.
2: An idiot sandwich. idiot sandwich what? an idiot sandwich.
4: Chef okay. okay, there
3: it is. So it's an idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich. It should be a poop sandwich. So he says to the woman, "What are you?" And she says, what "An idiot." An idiot sandwich. Now, is she holding toast, bread over her ears? There is bread. I thought so. I knew that.
1: But he's doing that to her.
3: So he has two pieces of wheat toast or white... No, not even toasted. It's just white bread, it looks like, right? Can you play it again, Robin? I want to see it. Because I use it as a meme a lot. It should be a shit sandwich. I mean, a poop sandwich.
1: Uh, It might be what he was going for, but then she went with idiot instead. An
3: idiot sandwich. Because that's what he does. He puts two pieces of bread... Which I think is sexist, and I can't believe he hasn't been run out of the industry. I understand trying to motivate people when you're in Hell's Kitchen and she screws up a recipe.
1: That is not motivational, I don't think. That's insulting.
3: How is there not a protest at Gordon Ramsay's, and he still gets more shows every week? Is it because he's a Brit he can get away with it? Yes. He's a mean-spirited Brit. Didn't we kick their asses back in the 1700s and get him the hell out of here? Didn't we own those bitches, so to speak? Ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. How did it, and people laugh at that? They do. It's quite do. funny though. I mean, what are you? An I, idiot. I, sandwich.
1: I don't think it's funny.
3: You is that we should do a poll.
1: Okay, here we go. Is, oh, he's
3: Scottish? You gotta have dijes mm-hmm. for a poop simp. An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich An idiot sandwich, Jeff Ramsey. An idiot sandwich, Jeff Jeff Ramsey. It's Chef, Gordon Ramsay, Chef, Chef Ramsay's not Chef, Jeff. Jeff. It's Gordon Ramsay.
1: Chef Ramsay. That's that's that's
3: like I know it's a b- play on the whole Marine thing, where the Marine says, "What are you?" And then they're like, what? That's Sergeant Ramsay. Is that funny? Because you hear the audience laughing. That should be changed to poop sandwich, not idiot sandwich. Anyway, that's my sandwich update. Dijonais, if you're going to have a poop sandwich. If you'd like to send Justin Williams one down to Carolina, send it courtesy of the Carolina Hurricane. By the way, speaking of of hockey action tonight, Robin, the puck will drop in the other series, the Western Conference Finals. Your San Jose Shark up one game to nothing, going to game two, down in the tank, the Shark Tank at San Jose. You notice what they call it now? They they call it the... uh, the SAP Center at San Jose. No, it's the SAP SAP Arena at San Jose Center. If I'm not right, if I'm not wrong. It's just basically the SAP Center. Not all Shark fans are Saps. They're actually good people. Believe me, they're good people in San Jose. That's my Donald Trump impersonation. You get it? But tonight, the Shark—they gave St. Louis the Blues. Robin in Game One. You get it? They gave St. Louis the Blues with a 6 3 victory on Saturday night. And tonight, the boys are back on the ice trying to take a two game to none lead over the Blue before they head to St. Louis at the Checker Dome, which they should continue to call it the Checker Dome. I know it's not anymore. There was no better name for a building other than the old the classic ones, but the Checker Dome in St. Louis. And you know why? I told you why it was the Checker Dome, right, Robin? In St. Louis, when the Blues played in the building? Because they were owned yes. by the Ralston Purina Company.
1: I hadn't I did not know that before.
3: That is just phenomenal knowledge. I'm sorry.
1: That is phenomenal. Knowledge.
3: In fact, I haven't even given myself a roaring round of applause or anybody else for that matter. FYI. Yes.
1: I think I just figured out the blurb thing. If anybody had tried it and yes. it wasn't working, I now have a little green light that says connected. So if you want to have walk on music, try it now. Try it now. It's working, I think. Damn it.
3: Gordon Ramsay is Scottish, but that's British. I mean, that's a... No, no,
1: no. Isn't that part of the the
3: United Kingdom? Isn't Scotland part of the UK? You
1: you cannot say that to anybody. Everybody, if you are Scottish...
3: I understand the difference, Robin, but it's called the United Kingdom. That's like saying if you're from Washington State, you're still an American... You're not a uh, no. Ute. No, if you're from Utah. It you're a would Ute. Be,
1: it would be like somebody from Mexico saying that they are from or the Americas.
3: There is there's the North America, which is the United States and Canada. There's South there's Central America. But that doesn't mean there's they're South American.
1: America. Anyway, they are- he's
3: from the stinking British Isles. Is Scottish? Is Scotland in the British Isles or in the Scottish Isles? And I'm not knocking Scottish people. I'd like to try on a kilt every once in a while, but I never want to look up a kilt with some dude wearing it. I'll tell you that right now. Do You think they You'd look wear, good in a kilt? I you probably would. Like, well, I have skinny legs. now.
1: you have skinny legs. You got Do You think those out. guys have
3: anything under there? A no. lot of times,
1: if if they well, modern day, but uh, traditionally, no. And if the the traditional uh, guys that are that are wearing kilts, they will not wear underwear.
3: What about women who wear kilts? Women don't wear kilts, so that's the amazing thing. In Scotland, it's only men who wear kilts, right? Do women wear kilts, too? I've never seen a chick with kilts. See, Robin, I thought you knew this uh, British Isles knowledge. That's bad knowledge right there, so I'm going to have to give you one of these. You're scolding me about my British Isles knowledge in the U.K., where Scotland happens to be.
1: Sorry, uh, I'm just getting... uh... Kevin Harlan's just getting back to me, so give me one second.
3: By the way, I have a breaking news from uh, Amy Fadul, one of our great friends over at NBC Sports Philadelphia. She's talking about Bow Band. You know, Bow Band's in the new John Wick movie, which opens soon. Do you know that? Did you know that, Robin? Bow Band on the 76ers it, is in yeah? the John Wick I movie. I did not know yes. that.
1: Yes. Sorry, so Kevin, Car- Kevin Harlan said 3 o'clock. Oh, Kevin Harlan's coming on? Yes. All right.
3: God, I love Kevin Harlan. Nothing makes a a basketball game sound more like a playoff game than Kevin Harlan at the mic. God, he's so good. And you heard the call at the very end. He gets it. He knows how to do it. He knows when to be down here and when to take it up a couple of notches and then when to take it way over the top. The best basketball play-by-play guy in America. And there's some great basketball play-by-play guys. But the great Kevin Harlan from TNT. We'll be joining this program in about uh, less than a half an hour from now. Yes. Call your neighbors. Wake your friends. But back to the uh, Amy Fadul update on Boban. Boban asked why he was such a fan favorite so quickly. Quote, I don't know. It's good to be like that, though. Maybe because of energy. I really enjoyed it. And being one of the fans' favorites, that gave me an extra boost and extra power. Did she realize that that Boban realized he really hasn't been playing because every time they put him in, they're worried about him screwing the game up? Listen, I love the guy. But I believe his future is in acting. We said about we talked about yes. this last last he week. has a very
1: unique look. He's sitting there, John Wick. <laughs>
3: he could be one of the new Bond villains. Again, because he has a unique look. So this isn't an insult to his looks, his ears, his physique. There are people who have like, for example, the guy who played Chewbacca got that role. He wasn't a good looking man, and he was actually under a suit. And he was a legend. The guy. Remember the guy who played Chewbacca in all the movies finally died recently. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. He was discovered. He actually I think he auditioned if if I read the story right. And he wasn't a well he wasn't an actor. He Mm -hmm. didn't it was just he was tall and he was unique. And so they hired him. Same thing with Boldman. He's gonna get a lot of movie. He already is. He's getting big movie roles. People are asking him if they can be in their movie, his movies now. Could you imagine that as a as a Bond villain? He'd be perfect. Well, Remember Jaws, the guy Jaws, who was Richard Kylie? The I guy who played Jaws. Act, though. You don't have to act. Did the, the guy who played Jaws, Richard Kylie, who we true, got a chance true. to meet, he was in a lot of movies. He's a, he's a method actor. He's a it's it's about his it's not about anything but his look. He's a uniquely Talented person. And I don't, I mean that respectfully. I don't mean that in a freakish kind of way. Uniquely, he's got selling points.
1: He, he There's has a lot a, of
3: tall guys. Not every tall guy has unique selling points. You know, tall guys are a dime a, do, a dozen, especially when they're trying to find a tall chick and not a five foot two or a five footer. Although you ever notice a lot of tall guys have like five foot. Chick, yes, which I
1: have a big problem with. Why, Robin? It's as their a, choice. As a tall, their body, their
3: height, their choice.
1: As a tall woman, I always found it very offensive that not only were the average height uh, man men going for y- shorter women, but even the tall men were going for shorter women. And that is wrong. If you are a tall man, you have an obligation to give a chance to us tall women.
3: Speaking of kilts, the great ad Nasta points out, he wouldn't mind a tilted kilt right now. Love that place. And the women are the service. They're wearing kilts, aren't they? Yes. So you, were, you failed. You were in the building. You've been to a tilted kilt, and I asked you if women wear kilts, but and you it, didn't have the answer.
1: I said traditional. They are not traditional. They're wearing like the little short schoolgirl kilts, which is not traditional by any means whatsoever. So they won't wear
3: that in the British uh, Isles, and uh, the United no. Kingdom? And by the way, AJ and Cincinnati, once again, not that I need defending, Wales, Scotland, England, Northern Ireland – all part of the UK, yes. the United Kingdom, oh, I didn't say, the British Isles. It,
1: but it was like the I know United... there's
3: different. I know there's there Scots and but then you... there's an Irish and then there's Brits and.
1: But but you said British at first, which is different from the United Kingdom. British and Britain are. I understand that, Rodney. Okay, I travel Just the world. Just clarifying, I'm
3: a geographical genius. Well,
1: then you didn't get it right the first time.
3: I said it's part of the UK.
1: Well, then that part you were correct. Well, that's
3: what I said first and foremost.
1: (laughs) I'm correcting The British
3: Isles. It's like people who think that they, they don't realize that the Netherlands is Holland. When you say, I'm from the Netherlands, is that near Holland?
1: Holland is a province inside the Netherlands.
3: Exactly. But it's still the same place. Do people say, oh, I'm from the Netherlands, and then you say, oh, Holland? And you say, no. Of course you are. Holland and the Netherlands are in the same country. Correct?
1: Yes. And most Dutch people kind of go, yeah, whatever. <laughs> because they're, it's, it's too difficult to explain.
3: So a, a person from the Netherlands is Dutch. Yes. A person from Holland is Dutch. Yes. A person from, uh, name another city, Breda. the is, north of Holland. No, that's the south. The south of Holland. Are they Dutch? Yes. The people to the north of Holland, which is Maastricht.
1: No, Maastricht is also even farther south.
3: That's ah, screw it. It's all Dutch to me. As long as they got weed, hookers, and canals, and bicycles, I'm good to go.
1: Here, uh, Trevor from the 203. Miss <laughs> Robin, I'm a tall guy. That's 6'2". What's the minimum height for a girl to date and maximum so I'm not feel, feeling short? So if you, if like an average height woman... Is anywhere between five foot four and five foot seven. That's or five the average. Eight. That's the average. How do you know? Trust me, I've looked this up before. <laughs> <laughs> As a tall woman, I know.
3: So Robin's 5'10, yes. 6 feet in heels, six one in really big ass heels, and then she's taller than me, but she's basically two inches shorter than me. Right. In many places, actually, but that's just a <laughs> that's just. A, I don't want to get into my private life here.
1: So anybody that is over six,
3: guys now or women. Yeah,
1: guys. If you are like six, isn't one, it harder
3: for taller women to find guys than taller? Yes, that's my point.
1: But taller guys still are going over the. They're they're like going after the average size woman. What's wrong with that? But if you are taller than average man, you have. I think you know you need to you need to see if there's any tall women out that's there. Nonsense.
3: First. That's nonsense. That's 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 discrimination. That's height discrimination. Me, if, if, I've dated women. I was, you know, my wife was was uh, five six, five seven, average height, right? I didn't tower over her. But I've also dated spinners, as we like to call them <laughs> in the business. Five feet four nine. I dated a woman that was four foot nine. Robin.
1: Well, let me just put something out there. If if you are a tall man. Well, no. If you are a man, period, and you need to have a shorter woman, it usually means that you're not as secure. If you don't have a problem with a tall woman, then you are very secure with yourself.
3: I don't have a problem with any woman, any height, any weight, weight, any age, any (laughs) orientation. Tony says, uh, I'm 5'6". My first girlfriend in in college was 6 feet tall.
1: That is a good see. That's a man that's but very but secure women be, with women But
3: women feel it's not the guy's not secure. There are women who are like they try to go dating and they're like they can't find men who are even forget about a couple of inches shorter. You know, they, they, women do. Do tall women want to date guys who are a lot shorter?
1: Um. No, because a lot of times it makes us feel like we're just l- lumbering huge. Let me tell you when the first time I stood next to um, the rock. It was yeah. the first time in my life that I felt petite. You? And it was awesome.
3: I'm six feet tall. I stood next to the rock. I felt like a skeleton. <laughs> I stood next to Greg Oden. Remember at that yes, party? Yes. Greg Oden was like, he, he was like standing next to Goliath in the David and Goliath world that I think is fake news, by the way. We were watching a show about Goliath, they were unearthing. Uh, where 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 he actually supposedly lived,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and they're finding bones and relics, and actually the town where he lived was that where was that Gomorrah? Where did David? Where was David and Goliath from? Was that Sodom and Gomorrah? Was that just the porn I was watching the other night?
1: <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah <laughs> were were towns. Yeah,
3: is that where Goliath was from? Where was he from?
1: It was all in the same region exactly. down there. in the
3: I've stood next scene. to all these guys: Sean Bradley, Shack. Boban, the other day. I mean, these guys are... Greg Oden, not only was he tall...
1: Kareem. Kareem. Kareem oh, oh, my gosh. When There's a picture of me, and I look like I'm five foot tall.
3: Well, I have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, from the science desk. We have some... Speaking of science, we have some great Florida updates yes, today. Yes,
1: we do. We should, we should get to at least one of them. Yeah, before Kevin before Harlan Kevin comes on. Comes but on. I
3: want to give this breaking news. It's from CNN, on the CNN, at CNN, which is a verified account, I still believe. Although probably not for long if they keep doing this crap, ladies and gentlemen, it's the word is in. Bill Nye says it's time to grow up and realize the planet is on
1: fire. It's on fire.
3: It's it's on. It looks like it's raining to me. It, 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 it couldn't burn now if it tried to because everything is so saturated. But on the the famous. Late night political show. I get all my news now from late night comedy shows. I used to get comedy from my late night comedy shows. Now I get politics and I get comedy on the daytime news channels. All of them. It's amazing how things come full circle. So the well-known science commentator, this is from CNN. I'm reading verbatim. He appeared on Last Week Tonight with uh, John Oliverio on Sunday and put things bluntly while talking about the Green New Deal introduced by Congresswoman AOC. Now I want you to know the planet is on not just fire, it's on effing fire. He actually said it because he could drop the bad word because that shows on HBO. Do I, I want to play the clip, though. I want to hear Bill Nye the science guy cursing. It's on tape, Robin. Should I, I'm not hooked up here, am I?
1: Yes. Is the
3: sound on my machine hooked up? Because I want to play this clip.
1: I'm pretty sure you're hooked I'm up. I'm crediting
3: CNN. There's probably a commercial in front of it, even though I'm surprised they still have commercials. But that's just a personal opinion, not really based on facts. But let's go to John Oliver with this important clip. Last, oh, not, no, say it's you're not. not. I told. you. I asked you, Robin.
1: Uh, well, that's because.
3: Okay, I want to see what Bill Nye is. I don't want to hear John Oliver because I hate Brits. Well, you know, I love when people come to my country. You
1: know how to change it, Tony?
3: Is it down at the bottom here, or is it down here? I go down, down, down. Lower, <laughs> lower. God. Right, all the way. I know where to touch it now. I touch it right here?
1: You know where you have the little volume mixer? Yeah, right
3: there. Is that right there? No. I touch that? No. That Is that one, it right, that right one, there? That That's right there.
1: And then you uh, s- switch that over to. to go to USB audio. Yeah, get out of the there you go. And then minimize it. Don't close I, it. I,
3: I don't minimize anything, Robin. Everything's important in life. <laughs> I don't minimize anything except right. John Oliver.
1: And now and you And all these be able other angry that.
3: Brits and Limeys who come to our country and tell me what to say and think bastards i hope there's tape here because i don't want to hear john oliver's 72 writers putting together a two-minute opening segment for him
2: flat earth is of course cylindrical that's why we can both see the curve of the horizon and fall off the edge of the planet it's just science everyone that's a science fact
3: Okay, are we gonna we go to through this? You can actually. I want to find he, where the hell Bill he Nye is.
1: Yeah, you can see. You, you on just TV, fast forward. Uh, so I, I don't, don't know if, if he's face. like if he so spends
3: ten fighting, minutes pontificating or does he get the like Bill now. Nye.
1: Turn him down while all right, you're doing it. I'm gonna that. look for him. Oh, here, there he is. Oh no,
3: no, he's he's ripping Fox News. So let me get. I mean, I could watch that all day, but I don't have time for that shit. Let's see what else he's ripping here. He's doing this um, seventy-two minute monologue. let see, he's ripping Trump. That's part of the queue. Okay, I got it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, that's what he does. Let me try to find Bill Nye. The Oh, wait. Here we go. Was that Bill Nye right I don't know. He's still in the monologue. Let's go back to the tape.
2: ...ideas with fun visual stunts. Hi, John. Bill Nye the science guy here.
0: I'm going to explain the complicated logic behind carbon pricing. But first, safety glasses on. When something costs more, people buy less of it. Safety glasses off. That's it
1: wait that's it oh that uh, was
2: hysterical something a bit more fun and visual than that bill uh, could, could you maybe explain the long-term impact of carbon pricing but but with a cool stunt you know to jazz up what you're saying go on okay
0: safety glasses on when we release carbon say by burning coal or driving an suv all of us pay for that in the form of things like fires floods, and crop failures. Putting a fee on carbon creates incentives to emit less carbon. And more importantly, it also incentivizes the development of low-carbon technology, which is huge because that's vital to reducing emissions globally. And because for some reason, John, you're a 42-year-old man who needs his attention sustained with tricks, here's some fucking Mentos and a bottle of Diet Coke.
2: Happy now?
1: Yes, I am happy! That's the funniest thing Bill
3: Nye's ever done.
1: There you have it, but folks. His, his
2: no, there's more. Oh, there's more? Incentivizing new technology is really important, especially because our current low-carbon technology strategy is essentially hope that this guy stops calling people pedophiles long enough to invent an affordable electric car. And right now, the pedophile-to-car balance is way off. So in theory... Putting a price on carbon makes complete sense. And you should know that there is absolutely nothing extreme about this idea. Economists across the political spectrum support it, and more than 40 governments worldwide have done it, including the UK, where carbon pricing has contributed to CO2 emissions falling to their lowest level since 1890. That's right, the lowest level since before Mary Poppins danced with chimney sweeps and introduced the bank's children to cocaine. Yes, cocaine. That's funny. You thought the spoonful of sugar was actually sugar? Come on! (laughs) How do you explain the dancing penguins? She gave those children cocaine, and she changed their lives forever. (laughs) Now, now, there are there are different ways. There are different ways to put a price on carbon. One is cap and trade, where you cap the total amount of emissions that companies allowed to release, uh, and you let them trade emissions permits among themselves. Or there's the more straightforward carbon tax, which just adds a surcharge to activities that emit carbon. The problem there is mostly the word tax. All right, let me go forward now and find Bill Nye. Nye. There's one more segment with We're Bill Nye. are going to need a lot of different policies. Because he
3: does another 10 minutes of, with all this bullshit, but... Whatever you want.
2: Well, but we, then he goes
3: back to Bill Nairam, and i got to get this last clip on, because this is the funniest part, because okay. I haven't watched this in advance. Let's,
2: let's okay, go back to so Bill Nairam. at this let's Nye. go back. This, point, this, is, uh, this is the end of enjoyable, the ...enjoyable, light-hearted demonstrations. So, Bill, please, please, do you have a fun experiment for us? Here, I, I've got an experiment for you. Safety glasses
0: on. By the end of this century, if emissions keep rising, the average temperature on Earth could go up another 4 to 8 degrees. What I'm saying is the planet's on fucking fire. There are a lot of things we could do. He to just lit it out. the globe are any on fire. Of them free? No, of course not. Nothing's free, you idiots. Grow the fuck up. You're not children anymore. I didn't mind explaining photosynthesis to you when you were 12, but you're adults now, and this is an actual crisis. Got it? Safety glasses off, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Bill Nye, the X-rated science guy. Wow. Wow! Well, even though he's not really a science guy, it was still funny. God. But, you know, listen, that was funny. It was a 20-minute segment, and it took probably a cast of 15 to 20 writers to do that, and it was funny. Imagine if I had a cast of 15 to 20 writers writing me a 20-minute monologue every day. I I wouldn't be able to read it because it wouldn't be in my own words. So I'll give John Oliver credit for that. But if you're going to do a pontification about the world being on fire, I give him credit for at least making it somewhat amusing and actually pretty funny to hear Bill Nye curse because you don't normally hear him curse.
1: No, 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 you don't.
3: But I had to get through that whole 20 minutes. Good thing I can fast forward and, and I, I knew he would finish it off. That was a big finish for John Oliver. And what is it with these Brits and Scots and Wales and Welshmen? And who else am I missing? And Irish dudes coming to my damn country and telling me what to think and what to do.
1: So, in other words, just the Celts. You, you, you're, you're having a problem with the Celts. No, I have
3: a problem with the Celts. I have a problem with the Celtics, and they suck. And They're eliminated. They're going home, too. Luckily, the Boston Bruins are doing well. And now the Red Sox, all of a sudden, are putting it back together. How about the Red Sox? I know Dean's excited. Do you realize the Red Sox have won five straight games, Robin? They've won 16 of their last 22 games. Let me give myself a little baseball music because we're going to have, in five minutes, the great Kevin Harlan's going to join us. That is
1: correct. And He's in the final confirmed. hour,
3: it's going to be a barrage of great Florida updates. You <laughs> won't get anywhere else. I know.
1: We've saved it. We're saving if, them You up. would have
3: to go into a Walmart naked in the middle of the Everglades, to get the kind of Florida substance that we're gonna provide. Bill Nye couldn't have this kind of scientific knowledge that we're gonna spit on this game.
1: And we love Florida.
3: Well, yeah, we're not and we don't even need any sight gags or stunts to pull this nope. off. Maybe a couple of sound effects, but but ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the Major League Baseball desk to get a quick update. There you go. I'm getting a phone call from Florida right now. Sorry, you're going to have to wait. We're on the air. I can't answer phone calls. In Maybe it's breaking news, but we'll have it by the end of the night because so many stories break. You have to have a hotline to keep up with the Florida news. we may have to have a Florida hotline installed in the house. But anyway, on the baseball diamonds, the Milwaukee Brewers in town now to take on the Phillies. Big series in the National League. We know how good the Brewers are. They can bang it. They can bang it hard. Speaking of banging, Milwaukee's pretty good. You know they have the Pfister Hotel there, Robin, in downtown Milwaukee. I've frequented that place many, many times. But who will stay hot? The Phillies are hot. First place, the young pitchers putting on a clinic recently. Cole Urban we mentioned yesterday, just up. Jared Eickhoff. Zach Eflin with two complete games. And the young arms coming up strong. Young legs are much stronger, though, especially on women. you got to have legs, and they, you have to know how to use them, too. That's just my tip for the day for all of you young men and women out there playing Major League Baseball or aspiring to be. Hope they get this game in. It's raining. Phillies tonight and the brew crew. Aaron Noah will be back on the mound with the Phillies. Meanwhile, I mentioned the Red Sox. You know what happened on the... By the way, that's going to be the Monday night baseball game on ESPN, Brewers and Phillies. But the Red Sox, or Sox, S-A-W-K-S, Robin. Or as the White House calls them, the Red Sox, S-O-C-K-S. You know, that's how they spelled it on the, uh, and people are blaming the president because I'm sure he writes the White House press releases too. But it's stupid. Don't hire stupid interns if you're trying to run a Twitter feed. That's why most of the best Twitter feeds now are being run by sports teams. They're being more funny. They're being more self-deprecating. They're doing things that we want people to do and not take themselves too damn seriously. Like put out funny tweets. And try not to have too many typos in it so people won't, won't rip you as much. Anyway, so the Red Sox, five in a row, 16 of 22. Meanwhile, the Seattle Mariners, who they bludgeoned yesterday, 13 to 2. Remember when they started? Uh, actually started the season 13 and 2? They were the best team in baseball. Now they're 20 and 23, four straight losses. They've lost 15 of their last 19 and they got absolutely beat down by the Sox. 34-8 to 8 they were outscored in this series, just concluded, up at Fenway. How much is a Fenway? I don't know. You know who else is hot? Give me a little more baseball. No, that's basketball. Give me a little more baseball. Give me the MLB theme. There you go. I got themes for all themes. The Houston Astros playing their Astros off a four-game sweep of the dismal Texas Rangers. You know who the boss is in the great state of Texas. It's the Astros. The Texas Rangers stinking out the building over the weekend. Four games. How about that George Springer with two more home runs and now leads the American League. 15 jacks for George Springer. And finally, from our sorry Miss Jackson, I am for real desk. It should be sorry, Mr. Jackson. 35-year-old Edwin Jackson, Robin. We'd like to welcome him to Toronto, where the Raptors are going to the Eastern Conference Finals and where the rest of the teams pretty much stink. He was sold. Isn't this slavery? Edwin Jackson heads to Toronto, which will make him now the all-time Most passed-around guy. Now, there have been a lot of women who have broken Major League records for being passed around various clubhouses throughout the bigs, but I'm not getting into that today. They decide to do it on their own. But meanwhile, Edwin Jackson sold by Oakland to the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs, Leafs, Toronto uh, Blue Jays, who have four starters on the IL. I used to call it the DL. Now it's the injured list. This is his 14th different team for Edwin Jackson. Which is the all-time record. No one has ever played for fourteen different major league ball clubs. So there's your baseball update just in time. Them there's one ring a dinghy as we're calling the great Kevin Harlan. Wonder if he's he's got his voice back after last night's game. Hello. Is this the Kevin Harlan, the man on the Mount Rushmore of all time great broadcasters? <laughs>
4: I hear your voice, man, and I just get a
3: big smile on my face. (laughs) Not as much as I do when I hear your voice on the NBA, on TNT, or Super Bowls, or wherever. We're on commercials selling T-shirts. Kevin Hart.
4: Okay. And (laughs) fanatics.com. (laughs) <laughs> I can't even
3: get a hold of you anymore. I couldn't even track you down at the Super Bowl. We broke our streak. You were my always my
4: last interview on Radio Road oh, in Atlanta. I you like sore. disappeared. I think I actually saw you from a distance, but yeah, for whatever reason, I you get, Well, we just got to make that just a priority from now on. Damn right. I
3: mean, they, the game should not even start. They shouldn't even even think no. about Super Bowl Saturday night <laughs> or Friday night festivities <laughs> or any of the other things without the Kevin Harlan traditional Friday afternoon <laughs> appearance.
4: Plus, I just love being around you, man. You're one of my favorite guys I've ever met in this business. Ever. Well, ever, ever.
3: You. That means a lot coming from you, man. I mean, everybody loves you, Kevin, in the great game last night. I know Sixer fans are devastated, but I was trying to explain to a lot of fans here when they said that was the worst. I've never felt this kind of devastation in a Philadelphia sporting event. So are you kidding? Joe Carter hit a home run, walk-off home run in the 1993 World Series. That was pretty devastating. That's the last game of the World Series. As incredible as that shot was. And it's one that will be forever. There'll be a thirty for thirty. It's an instant classic. The shot last night, and as as per usual on TNT, phenomenal job calling it and bringing up the level. But I mean, you compare the two, Joe Carter in in Toronto in nineteen ninety three versus the, the the shot last night by Kawhi Leonard.
4: Well, uh, here here was the great. I didn't know this till four in the morning when I was getting up to go get my get my flight. Is that is that that was the first ever? Buzzer beating game seven series deciding game winning shot ever in NBA playoff history. I know, it's unbelievable. And, and I, I know, I know, I, I, was, I was shocked to hear that and felt great for our crew. We had a wonderful crew that was, you know, like, and you know, you know the business, Tony, better than anybody. The, to, to make a shot like that happen for the viewer, you've got to have the, the camera guys certainly in the right place, the director, and all the other things the sound guy picking up the bouncing ball on the rim is once and twice. And, you know, cause it was so quiet in the building. And, and so it, everything stood out. Like you could hear people breathe. It was like weird. It was like so strange because it just hung and it didn't do anything. You know, when you get a home run, it's like a shot and it's gone and bang. I mean, it, the, the timing of it is pretty succinct. The thing that was different about last night had the same, Gravity didn't win a World Series, but it was the same big moment playoff postseason type moment is it? Is that the the outcome was in doubt and as someone said to me last night it was it's kind of like like a like in a movie Hoosiers or something like that like we, you know like if they would take a Jimmy Chipwood shot from the corner to hung on the rim and it bounced and a bounced and it was slow motion and finally it falls through so that we had some great people working that game last night and it was it was really fun to be there. I mean, you've been in big events. You know what that's like. A big moment like that, you don't forget. You feel lucky it you can cover something like that, too.
3: The Great, Kevin Harlan. And, you, and the, the, for you to be now forever memorialized with that, the only first ever in the history of the NBA Game 7 buzzer-beating shot to win a series. Yes. I mean, you've been, been involved in a lot of great calls of Super Bowls, people like even... Even your, your fake call of the guy running down the field in the San Francisco 49er game is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, if that's not in a Hall of Fame, and a broadcasting Hall of Fame, play-by-play Hall of Fame, I mean, when you rank your great moments and of all the great things that you've done, is that 49er fan running on the field in that game up there?
4: Well, I, you know, as again, you know, in this business, you know, sometimes you just kind of get a little slap happy. And the game was horrible, and it was fourth quarter and there was no one in the stands and it was two bad teams and it was the second of those two monday night games they play in opening weekend and it was just the guy ran right through it was like he ran it was like a, he it was a receiver he ran right through the slot receivers <laughs> position on the line of scrimmage they the, the quarterback case keenum was in the shotgun and ready to get the snap and the defense had their hand in the dirt and like everybody was, it was they were set to run the play and then here came this guy right through the thing what I was surprised at is that people like I had done stuff like that before when I was doing the chiefs or when I was doing the Timberwolves and no one said anything about it. And, you know, I mean, I'm not a very smart man. I'm not a very bright man. And I, and I thought, well, we'll do it again. Here I go. You know, and Sure enough, I, on a national broadcast and, and it really, for whatever, for whatever reason, it really kind of took off and I know that I would have done it a lot earlier in my career and had maybe more, more stuff happen, but last, But last night was, last night was like a legit sports moment. And I've not called, I've called a lot of games, but not like with that kind of drama and meaning to it. So, I mean, the first thing I I did, uh, to be quite honest, I took off the headset and I said, you know, God, you've given me a a, a profession that I love. I love my job. I love the business and I love doing games, but boy, to Bless me with the chance to be witness to something like that, to broadcast something like that. That is that's, that's above and beyond, and I won't, I won't forget it. I felt pretty lucky to be there. I really
3: did. The Great, Kevin Harlan. So you're not doing the Eastern Conference Finals, which will be on TNT exclusively, right? Marv's going to do this, the series?
4: When you've got Marv Albert on your roster, when you've got the greatest voice that this sport has ever known, uh, and there probably will never, ever be anyone like him again, as much as he's done, um, he is our guy. He is our horse, and we are riding him. So um, he loves this time of the year. He calls great games. I'm thrilled he's going to be there doing it because I can watch him and enjoy his work. I've watched him since I was a little boy, so I'm. It's, this is like just natural for me, and probably for a lot of your listeners to watch him do big games. So he'll, yeah, he'll do the game Wednesday night. tng has got the first game one in Milwaukee. And I think they're going to give Toronto a devil of a time. I, I think Milwaukee's deep and good, and, and I don't know if they've got any kind of answer for Antetokounmpo.
3: I agree with you. But back to the Philly thing for side, so Obviously, people in, in this city, and even though they listen to the local broadcast on radio, where you do all the games, the Super Bowl games, you know, on Westwood 1, so the great calls, and you mentioned uh, doing great calls, and obviously the Philly special call here in Philly was amazing, and you did it on the radio version. And Do you remember what your final words were on that call?
4: Um. Uh, did I say well? What What have I just seen, or what did we just see, or, yes. what, or something Ho- like that? Smokes, was, though, bro. that holy smokes, though, Bert. Holy smokes. That was honest emotion. That because I, I go, I go, I always go like, like because I. Kurt Warner looked at me, or was it Boomer? I forget. Whoever oh, I was, Boomer. I was working at Boomer, and Boomer looked at me, and his eyes were just wide, wide open, and his mouth was well, I go, like, "Going, can you believe that?" And I and I, I was like I was kind of looking at him and go, what did we just see? You know, or, or what? Uh, what did we just? You know, whatever I said, and and that was that was an honest uh, that was an honest uh, response to like, wow, what a play! And it ran flawlessly, and, and it made a dent in the game, obviously. And they went on to win it. So, so that was um, that was that was, a, that was a definitely a highlight in my career. There is no doubt about it.
3: Kevin, I was I was disappointed when I found out that this wasn't all pre-scripted before the games. I mean, I, I, I'm devastated. <laughs>
4: We should work on that for the next time.
3: <laughs> I, I think the only sport you could script is probably golf. You know, I mean, you could always put the package and that kind of stuff. You really, I mean, people who do, the people who mock people who do play-by-play, you know, this guy would reads from a the script, and they don't realize, you know, especially at the level where you work and, and all the great broadcasters work, you can't script this stuff. It, that doesn't make, you, there's no way you can pull it off without sounding disingenuous.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I I know. And there are there are some people that will will write down, you know, a, if they know a big moment probably is coming up uh, uh, before a game, maybe the night before, if they're in their hotel room and kind of putting their notes together, might say, well, you know, if, if this happens, uh, you know. But but I, I would like to think in my in my heart that it's a natural reaction. That was. I mean, I I would tell you honestly though, those are all. All very honest and 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 genuine emotions. I feel like 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 you. I'm a fan, and love big moments and fun things and excitement and passion and emotion. And I'm that kind of person anyway. And 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 so I. Those are all things like I I would say if I were watching at home on TV probably. And and um, so uh, yeah, all that it, it it would come off as scripted. I I don't know how you could like write out um like whatever you would say or whatever people said in the past and moments like that have happened, it would, I think it would sound like you've written something out. I I couldn't do it. So I've always thought that if you're, if it, if it's organic and you're, I had a producer one time, Tony, tell me that that the best broadcasters always lose themselves in a game. In other words, they're so focused. They're so uh, knee deep in covering the game and their focus and, concentration and trying to make sure you've got every box checked and every stat and number, correct. And, you know, and, and you, you're embracing the moment as, as a reporter and trying to, you know, just, just really gather and absorb everything that's going on that you hope that you come up with the right words. I mean, you hope you come up with the right phrase. You know, a lot, I, I would, I would guess a lot of broadcasters might've said, you know, for the win, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I've said it hundreds of times. So I'm actually kind of surprised and thinking back on it that I wouldn't have said that last night. I don't know why, uh, dagger, I guess, I, I guess I, I did think about it maybe a little bit on the flight uh, back into the United States this morning. that was, um, uh, Kawhi Leonard's demeanor to me has always been that of a rugged, mm-hmm. tough, emotionless, like, just like a cutthroat, cold-blooded guy on the floor like he yep. takes no prisoners and i guess that maybe is where that dagger thing came from I, I don't know but i'm i'm guessing maybe that's what in the back of my mind something that was probably back there someplace
3: although you know probably within the next year dagger will have to be removed from the sports lexicon because it uh, you know it, it implies some sort of a violent act you know we don't have the washington bullets anymore yeah. I have, daggers probably will be no longer acceptable Kevin so I'm glad you get a chance to use it while you can before they remove it
4: you're, you're right Cody like like I, I've I've used the term uh right between the eyes and and I, I feel kind of funny about that because of of just the kind of you know that we've seen a lot of school shootings and things and and I just I guess I just kind of feel funny about that I I've used every chamber is filled. And again, that has kind of a bad feel about it. I know that when the United States has been in any kind of a wartime uh, position, that CBS will tell us when we're when we're calling football games, don't say uh, uh, he threw a bomb, you know, don't say you know he you know you know anything like that. So yeah, I mean, you got to be kind of, I guess you got to kind of be sensitive to things like that. But then again, I guess the gal in the Game of Thrones used a dagger the other day to get somebody so maybe I don't know maybe Yeah I agree I think I think
3: game of thrones should be removed from the airwaves because it's just so insensitive and the violence <laughs> and the implied sex and the violence yeah, right. and, and then damn you got damn dragons like blowing up entire cities with with fire breath I mean that you can't have that nowadays. Yeah. We can't no, have no. dragons <laughs> bl- burning up our yeah. cities and getting away with it in this modern day, Kevin Harlan.
4: <laughs> no, I know it. I know it. You're <laughs> right,
3: Tony. True, true words have never been spoken. <laughs> All right, last thing now. So your NBA season is over. Are you going to do the finals? Because who who has the actual NBA finals? ESPN or TNT? Uh,
4: yeah, ABC. ABC. So Mike Breen and Van Gundy and Mark Jackson then Lisa Solders and probably Doris. Okay, we'll we'll cover the, the finals for ABC, and they do, they are the they are the signature group, and uh, they'll be terrific, and, and I'll look forward to watching. It's going to be a terrific finals. Um, I, I thought the second round series were all so compelling; uh, they each had an element about them. I'm still shocked Houston lost the other night. Uh, Portland coming back from being down by double digits on the road, and their game seven to win, and McCullum in his big shot that was sensational. Um, I mean, I mean, I just uh, what what two great sevens the NBA got yesterday. I mean, absolutely. that was a treat for any basketball fan to sit through those games and watch them. Uh, what a, what a what a gift uh, on Mother's Day for all of us to watch uh, watch those two great games.
3: No, you're absolutely right, and you know a lot of times when we get into these game sevens, and you're expecting oh this should be a barn, and it turns out to be a blowout, and there's garbage time, and you're like wow, what? it's still a game seven win, but to get what we got yesterday, yep. including the first ever game-winning, buzzer-beating Game 7 shot that bounced around for an eternity. Last time I saw a shot like that was when I was playing Papa Shot and the clock was running down and my last ball bounced to the front, to the back, to the side, to the left. I mean, I went all four corners and finally fell, but the clock had expired. And unlike in the NBA, that shot should have counted and it did not. And I left that place and I <laughs> overturned a couple of things. The the uh, the I overturned the... The Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> platter, all these everybody's activity there. These kids were having a birthday party. The cake hit the wall. The pizza was all over the place. Chucky himself, I was threatening him with physical violence, and it, that's what happens in an emotional time like that. <laughs> Luckily, in the NBA, as long as the ball's in the air before the clock hits zero, it counts. So that's made it even more special.
4: And that's, none of us should ever wonder why you've been permanently banned from Chuck E. Cheese. I, that that <laughs> is the story that you will know, you know, live in for me. <laughs> so, Kevin, now,
3: last question. What do you do from now other than rest and not have to worry about talking to idiots on uh, talk shows like me? Football season's coming oh So what's God. your next? I'd talk to you assignment. every day
4: if I could. I've I've got uh, I've got to start taping tomorrow the NBA 2K uh, video game series for the league and uh, that'll be about two, three hours a day for about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they build a little studio here close to our home, so I'll go and, and do that. I've got a, another Fanatics commercial I've got to record <laughs> <laughs> coming up. <laughs> and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that in a couple days. That takes about an hour and a half. i got to, I got to really get lathered up for that baby because they, they want a lot of emotion on that reed. And, and I leave they dripping in sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> which which is not a pretty sight, and as the words come out of my mouth now, I'm kind of sicking. But but uh, I'll do that uh, later this week, and so and then and then I'll be off for a while, and then I'll start preseason football. You know, first of August, like so many of us will.
3: Beautiful now in preseason, you're still doing the Chiefs, right?
4: Uh, I do the Packers. I've oh, done the Packers. Green Bay Packers. I did the Chiefs for a couple of years okay. on on TV. Did them nine years on radio, and uh, Tony since two thousand and three. I've done the uh, done the Green Bay Packers. Before that, this is kind of fun, not funny, but but I, I always like to tell this. I did the Chicago Bears for five years in their preseason package, and the two analysts I work with, the two analysts I work with, Walter Payton, for the final two years of his public life, and then he died later that that that. that we worked at one summer. He was feeling sick in the preseason, and uh, later found out later in the fall he had. He had cancer and then died shortly after that. And then Mike Ditka came in to take his place, and I worked three years with Mike Ditka. And Mike always came off the golf course uh, with a cigar into the booth. And he, did not, he didn't clean up. He just came right off the golf course in, in the hot Illinois weather right into the booth. Uh, but those were my last two guys before I took the Packer job in '03. But I worked with Walter and worked with Mike Ditka, so I've been, I've been pretty lucky. You're one of those.
3: You're, you're the heartland. You're the really the, the heartland of America. When I think of Kevin Harlan, I think of a man who represents
4: <laughs> the great
3: part of the flyover country that most people overlook these days, Kevin. And I appreciate you for representing the heartland. you yeah, still the heartland. Yeah, I want you to
4: stop sometime. So I want you to stop sometime in the heartland and visit me. I've been. Oh, you always, you always have a room. You always have a room here with your name on it.
3: Beautiful. I've well, never I, been. I love. I love green. Robin hasn't been to Lambeau. I've been fortunate enough to go there. Miss and Robin,
4: it, come up, come up, come up. Uh, uh,
3: just you, you holler, you tell me when. We're going to go to Appleton too, but you got to go to Appleton because they, they build any new hotel. They haven't been to Green Bay in a couple of years. Do you still have to stay and uh, go to the hotels in Appleton if you're going to Packer games.
4: The visiting team stays in Appleton, but in Green Bay, and we're about an hour and a half north of Green Bay, up on Lake Michigan. In Green Bay, they have just completely renovated the Northland hotel and the Northland hotel was where the Packers and the visiting teams used to stay, uh, back in the Lombardi era and back even before that, back in when, when Curly Lambeau was, was coaching the team in the thirties and forties. That's the place where, uh, Pat Summerall or Ray Scott, one of the two woke up the morning of the ice bowl and the, the operator called to wake him up with a phone call to the room and, she goes, good morning, Mr. Summerall. It's uh, it's uh, 7.30 in the morning, and it's minus 15 outside, wind chill, minus 22. And have a great day. And and, and that's how they woke up uh, to the ice bowl in 67. Wow.
3: I could, I could talk these stories all day, all night, all summer long. And good luck because the video game thing, that really brought back a lot of memories because when I was in L.A. and they had me do the Madden games for a couple of years, I remember sitting in in the studio. I
4: forgot about that.
3: I would wait for Al Michaels to do his two hours. We'd be sitting in the same (laughs) studio talking about stocks and which stocks to buy because Al's a big stock guy. And then we (laughs) would do his two hours in the game. (laughs) And then I would go in and do my two-hour reads. And we would do it every day in Santa Monica. For like fifty-four hours of reading just to do one video oh. game, and people, and it's te- you know, it sounds great because they do an amazing job putting it together. But a lot of it's pretty tedious stuff. It's not like we're laughing and joking. I mean, it's it's serious work.
4: It's incredibly tedious, and and what they'll do for us is they'll make us read some. We'll have a uh, a link with an analyst, like I'll do it with Doris Burke, and she'll be at her uh, ocean front home in Rhode Island. And they conference her into me and so we can see each other on a screen and then they'll show video and it's like we're doing the live game where we're calling the game they'll show the video of, a, of some random game and then they'll take that and match it to the stuff that is on their video game and then'll we'll, uh, then I've got to read all the names of all the new players that are coming in and trades that have you know, it, it's you know it, it's it's a lot I mean listen it, it, this is very this is not heavy lifting here but yeah. It, it it is time consuming, and you're right. It, tedious is a is a perfect word to use. But it's it's kind of it's kind of neat too that your game your name is on mm-hmm. and your voice is on a game that will last for a long time.
3: Oh, exactly. No, I, when I say tedious, I don't mean that in a de- derogatory. I mean it's just people think it's oh you're in there and you're just having fun, and it's it's hard. It's time hard. Time consuming. It, it, no, it's not even because you know you only they only allow you to do two hours at a time. Because of the nature of it, because it can, you know, after right, two hours right, of just repeating right. lines and giving di- different inflections on the same names, and you have to do names, and it's going to be even harder for you, now, Kevin, because half the league's going to be traded or moved along. So, <laughs> but they can fix that electronically, at least, right? That's exactly what's
4: going to happen, and we got to go in there and do those updates. So, um, so I'll I'll make a trip in in August, and and the the funnest thing I do, to be quite honest, is they'll fly me to L.A for a day uh, a night and then another day and and uh, I last year I did Bill Simmons he was a part of the show a part of the game last year did him for four hours Wow and the next day did Kobe did Kobe Bryant for four hours. And let me just tell you something as, as a guy that, that, that appreciates greatness. Kobe Bryant talking basketball is, is perhaps the most fascinating, thing i've ever been a part of and in, in, in that kind of uh setting uh, he is so smart in the nuance that he operated on you, know, you just think that bryant would get the ball and drive to the rim and 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 take the shots and do all the things he did but there was so much planning and thought and and and, and pre-work and study and and planning involved that really i mean this guy he did everything for a purpose when he practiced a certain shot he did it because a b c and d and then he would pass to a guy in a certain position because of a b c and d like he had there were like detailed reasons why he would do what he did and 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 how he would read a defense and like the four or five different things he would look for every time he'd come down the floor like just like tony fascinating fascinating stuff if you love the the inner workings of a game any sport to hear to hear a master talk about,
3: mm-hmm.
4: you know how he goes about his craft. That, that to me is is so fascinating. And a guy like you, who asks great questions and can dig inside these guys' minds. I mean, that would that I, if you could ever get him, he would be unbelievable.
3: No, I love Kobe. I mean, you know, Philly guy, Philly area guy, grew up here. When, when traveled the world as a young player. And then speaking of local guys, you got C.J. McCollum, who went to Lehigh. You know, being yes, big for Portland. Yes. So this area, as you know, Kevin, as a guy has been around forever, a lot of local talent, basketball talent certainly, and some of the great – when you talk from Wilt Chamberlain, you know, to Kobe Bryant to C.J. McCollum, I mean, the list goes on and on and on of the greatness. And uh, it doesn't Tons get much better than them. Will That's Chamberlain, right. though, for me. I mean, that was – he's, to me, the greatest of all time.
4: Yeah, I, I would agree. His numbers – isn't it funny? We're still talking about the records that are being broken by Harden or matched by Harden, or coming close to being equaled that Wilt Chamberlain set back in the 60s. I mean, exactly. it's like so preposterous. Like, you can't even really even, like, like it, it's, it, it's like hard to even wrap your mind around like someone played that long ago and was that good, and it's taken, like, what, 50 years later or more to even come close to those numbers again, which shows you just how great he was back then.
3: Kevin, I I really appreciate. It. We I could talk to you all day. We have twenty five minutes of Kevin Harlan, ladies and gentlemen. And whenever I hear this oh, news, no. whenever I hear this, whenever I hear this, the first guy I think of is Kevin Harlan, and then Charles Barkley, and then Kenny, and then uh, Shaq, and all my other friends. But it's not going to be the same listening to the NBA on TNT for the rest of this postseason, Kevin. Love you, Tony. Thank you so much. Great, great to always visit with you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, Kevin. See you soon, I hope. Thanks, buddy. The great you Kevin Harlan. You got it. take care. Bye-bye. Let me give him a roaring round of applause. Right? Let's all stand as one, as a matter of fact, for the great Woo-hoo. Kevin Harlan. We didn't even tweet that out that he was coming on the show. I know, did you tweet it out? Okay.
1: Who do you think I am, Tony? I know you? we have
3: it on our uh, activities feed and our stream chat. I love talking about it. I love talking sports with great people in sports. I, I like talking sports with guys in a bar. So, it's, yes. it, it, But when you talk to a guy like Kevin Harlan, he's just simply one of the best who's ever done this. It's an honor. And I've been so blessed to, to get to know Pat Summerall and John Madden, you know, and all the great people who have done this. Jack it Whitaker. It is amazing
1: how many people, amazing people that you know.
3: Well, it's not that I know them. It's just being around them. I've been fortunate to be working in places with great people. You know, and that's who I looked up to as a young sportscaster or young newscaster I've always looked at these people and said, wow, one day if I could be half as good as that person or if I could work with a person like that, that would make my, my my life complete. And so when I get to know these people, you know, and I've known Kevin for a while, and obviously we have amazing respect for one another, and I don't just put him on the show because I know he likes me and I like him. I think he's damn good, and I think the stories that he tells and the fact, not just here in Philadelphia, but anybody who hears him anywhere in the country doing football, NFL, or doing the NBA, or doing video games. He's just a distinctive voice and an amazingly, and he's a good guy.
2: Yeah, he is. That's
3: the other thing, because there's, for the most part, most people who do this for a living, and I don't mean what I do. I'm talking about the greats like the Kevin Harlins and the Pat Summeralls and Jim Nance and, you know, Bob Costas back in the day. I mean, all these guys who really set the stage. You know, uh, Brent Musburger at CBS doing the NFL on CBS back in the 70s. These are the guys who, who lay the foundation for what sports has become today. Great announcers, great voices, great people who pretty much told you the stories every week. This, and then remember, this is going back before the Internet, before you had access to the scores and the stats and fantasy and all that stuff. These were the people who taught you how to watch sports, understand sports, and explain sports and enjoy it. So that was a lot of fun. And then and I love having Kevin on. And having, we didn't see, get a chance to talk to him at the Super Bowl.
1: I know. He was he was right there and his uh, PR guy, who we always call obstructionist.
3: He's not an obstructionist. He's got to do all the CBS stations. That's his job. When You, you see how it works at Super Bowl I, week. But, but these people have lists. I, Everybody wants to talk to all the big I, names. And I'd then Kevin in... would always come over. But we were in a bad spot this we week. Were. We were like in the back row. It
1: was. It, it was, was an big outrage big, in Atlanta. Was.
3: I hate to do it to the city of Atlanta because I love the Dirty South, especially the dirty th- the the women in the Dirty South, extra dirty.
1: By the way, I want to point out that this is one of the cats that people have not seen as often. This is we have Sir a cat Lawrence. cam today. This, this, is, is, Sir uh, this Lawrence, is Sir Lawrence,
3: the baby cat, the baby Ragdoll.
1: Up on the uh, the taking taking the Luigi seat for now.
3: I even like Joe Buck's a good friend. People hate Joe Buck in the city, but they actually hate Joe Buck in a lot of cities. Yeah, and Joe Buck actually plays to that. Because he always says, in fact, if you look at Joe Buck's profile, it says, I'm the guy that hates your city. Because everywhere he goes, people think he's rooting against their particular city. And to me, Joe Buck is one of the greatest broadcasters of all time. I'm talking about strictly as a broadcaster and a guy who who, who plies his craft, sound, it's a professional sounding, professional at his presentation and his preparation. And so... It's amazing how people try to paint these people who do a great job as, I don't like him because, and there's nothing wrong with that. You can think he's a homer for one team, but Joe Buck, more than any other announcer that I could ever remember, has this stigma of, he's rooting against my team when he comes to my town. And, and, and talking to Joe Buck all the time, he gets that everywhere. So how can you be against every city, every single fan base in every city in America?
1: It's kind of weird. It
3: is kind of weird, but that's what makes it funny. There are people that don't like me, and that's even harder to believe. (laughs) I mean, how could you not like a humble, obedient servant, a man who is about pleasing the masses, a man who's never said the masses are asses, which many people in this industry have said, even though I, I would probably say nowadays the term the masses are asses applies more than ever before. Yeah. Thanks to Twitter and social media where people can do whatever they want. But enough about that.
1: You know, before... Somehow or another, we got sidetracked, which never happens on this show. Um, But we were talking about the one song... That you know every, all these songs from the 70s, 80s, 90s is Will. You're I know this song,
3: but it wasn't like what I I would call one of my favorites. We were
1: talking about Monday songs. Right. And this is one of my favorites that I remember. But see, when
3: I think of Monday, I think of Monday, Monday by the Mamas and the Papas, which is a classic. Monday. I think of Manic Monday. Just another man. There's a lot of Monday songs. Monday, Monday, Monday.
1: This one, because people always complain about Mondays. Right. This is why I thought this one was most appropriate. It's called I Don't Like Mondays.
3: Right. And nobody likes Mondays, especially after your sports team loses or the weather sucks all weekend for they like the fifth consecutive weekend. This give me a taste for just a second, Robin.
1: All right. And this is by the Boomtown Rats.
3: Love the Boom. It's Boomtown, not Boomtown. No, right? it's Boom. Like Boom Shakalaka Town.
1: Boomtown Rats.
3: Where is Boomtown, by the way?
1: And it starts off, it has a little bit of a wind up. See,
3: I That's don't funny. like this intro. This sounds like that.
1: This is from. This was from the original MTV days.
3: I know, I know the song, but it's not. It's like it's got that. It's from that. Uh, what do you call rock days? Rock opera days. Remember with all the rock operas. It sounds like a bad musical, but then it gets better a little bit.
2: He can see no, no reasons because there are no, no reasons. reasons. What reason do you
3: need to be shown? Tell me why I don't like Monday. Let's see the hooks. Okay, tell me why I don't like Monday. Like tell me why the whole day down. Sorry. All right, enough of this song, Robin. This reminds me of the. So I was never a big uh, rock opera fan. It's Tommy. I don't call this a rock Yeah, it sounds opera. like that. That was the era of the Tommy, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm. They all have that same. I don't know. It's it's a good song. Boomtown Rats. Where is Boomtown, by the way? Because now, you know, the well, surfer it was dudes. British,
1: I believe it was a British. Are they, Rats? Yeah, Rats? See, They're that's Rats. another
3: thing I don't like. <laughs>
1: it just it's, it does. I
3: mean, I'm, and people are agreeing with me, not because. They're supposed to agree with me, and they have to agree with me because I'm the B, I'm the man behind the curtain. I'm the all in powerful Oz, and you're supposed to pay attention to me.
1: The Boomtown Rats were an Irish rock band. Ah, even worse. Between 1977
3: <laughs> 1985, it was wasn't that the whole uh, rock opera. Rop, the group rock was led era?
1: by the fabulous Bob Geldorf.
3: Ah, from the Live Aid band, fame.
1: So, anyway. Didn't Bob
3: Geldorf say he hated that song, uh, the Christmas song that he wrote? Yes. He hated it. Do you believe it's Christmas? No. What's it called? Um, The one where they have all the different celebrities in and they, uh, uh, do do you know know it's Christmas? Christmas? I hate that song, too. I hate that song. I don't hate it. I just don't like it. I hate to use the word hate. Because I even use, even hate to hate, I hate to say. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I'm out, and, and Trevor from the 203 in Connecticut, I'm out on the Irish rock band part. The only rock, and I think there were an Irish rock band, the guys who did the uh, the Chumba Wumba, the No, they,
1: weren't they Australian? They were
3: the, 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 all the Euro songs. Uh, listen, listen well, Euro not trash Euro, is good. Euro,
1: hello. I hate
3: show tunes, by the way. Chumba Chumba Wumba did. Uh, I get knocked down.
1: The but tub, I get thumping. Up again, tub
3: thumping. Tub thumping.
1: Chumbawamba. Oh no, they were British. I
3: told you they were. They're not Australian.
1: I thought they were Aussies. My bad.
3: Bob Geldorf was in Pink Floyd's The Wall?
1: Was he? I do not know.
3: I I, I do not know either.
1: Did you know that Chumbawamba, they had a different name as well?
3: What were they called before they
1: were that? Also known as a skin disease. Uh,
3: that was the name of the group?
1: <laughs> yeah. They'd be
3: perfect during the Sex Strike. They should come back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Chumba Wumba was an upgrade from the name Shamba Ch- yeah. Wumba. Sounds skin like a guy uh, who Lincoln. had to- so These were these were the different names that they had: skin disease, Wumba, antidote, <laughs> scab aid.
3: Wow. Sport. They're all so relevant now. I mean, yeah. all of these things that they they were calling themselves back, they were way ahead of their time yeah. with Ooh. communicable diseases and infested body parts and and, and warts and scabs. And scabies and measles, which is now at an epidemic level never before seen. Wow!
1: Wow is right. Speaking of uh, in, infested body parts, yes. we do have a Florida. A Florida update. Update. Wow! <laughs> wow, you want to
3: talk about the best segue maybe of 2019? Let's go down to where?
1: Down,
2: down to Florida. Welcome you to the Sunshine State.
3: Crank that up a little bit Robin You have me way way uh, down, down, down 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 Crank that bitch up Every day in Yeah they should have gone with the antidote That was a good that's a good name yeah, We yeah, need yeah. antidotes now more than ever Thank you Trevor
0: Now, ladies and gentlemen,
3: let's go down to Florida.
1: Let's go down to Largo, Florida. Largo. our favorite place to find stories, the Burger King bathroom. Oh,
3: I once got busy. Now it's too dirty to get busy in a Burger King bathroom. Among the filthiest bathrooms, especially the one here on Columbus Boulevard in South Philadelphia. Disgusting.
1: Even after the remodel.
3: Oh, man. I'm, I'm afraid to even go. I'm afraid to even walk in that particular story store even when there with $1 nuggets from the king.
1: Well, you are right now let's let's look at this fantastic photograph of a woman. Wait, let Who me it, let
3: me this is the headline for the story. I have you have to come oh, up with it. sorry. A, go ahead. Let's go to our I once got busy stuffing myself in a Burger King bathroom update. And here's your correspondent, Miss Robin.
1: Now, when you see this headshot, the mugshot of this uh woman Jamie Janiger Westcott. Actually, she looks kind of hot. She She doesn't look that bad right now. She doesn't look like the typical
3: meth. uh, No,
1: but considering considering why she was arrested, you would think that she would look way worse than this. Um, And her
3: eyebrows are on Fleek. Yes. Are they on? on, Are they on uh, Van Fleek? No, Van Fleet, who plays for the Toronto Raptors. I have Uh, no no, idea. uh,
1: but in Largo, Florida, the Burger King employees were having a problem with a woman, Miss Westcott, who was locked inside the bathroom. Whenever anybody tried to go near her, she would start snarling.
3: Snarling? Yeah,
1: snarling like kind of like a like a not wolf. squealing
3: like a pig. No, she would ah.
1: start snarling and yelling um, inside. So
3: she's inside the bathroom. Yes. The door's locked. People have to drain the lizard. And Is it a was it a woman's room or was it one of those uh, gender neutral rooms?
1: Uh, I believe in Burger King, they still have men and man women and women outrage. And um, so the cops were called. And when they patted her down, they felt something a little bit strange and hard down there. And uh, she was very upset that they were even going there. And when they brought her back to the station, they and found not one, not two. Not three or four, but seven. Oh,
3: I thought four was going to be the answer no, again. No,
1: seven syringes full of clear liquid that were seven stuffed syringe- up. Not are- six
3: heads in a duffel bed, a duffel bag. It was seven syringes. What was she in their pocket? Where were the Where were the well, uh, syringes? Lo- uh,
1: this. Was this was no? They, it was in her vagina.
3: No, yes, did they say it's in, in her vagina? They
1: did inside her vagina. And um, I love the 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 the, um, the reporter here. Howard Cohen, he wrote that they uh they they found a whopper, of whopper? stash inside her.
3: Wow. <laughs> Was it with cheese? I hope not, because that would really be nasty.
1: <laughs> whopper. <laughs> Did you have
3: any onion ring in there too?
1: Um, they found so they they removed seven syringes from her vagina. In front of the four officers, wow! And they said that the syringes had a clear substance inside. She was charged with possession of drug paraphernalia and <laughs> resisting an officer without violence. I guess the uh, snarling and yelling is not dude resisting, but well, you
3: know it depends if they're the real. Uh, like well, I used to have, use syringes when I was doing this uh, testosterone treatment. Uh-huh. You just put it in the fat near your stomach. Yeah. And I used to ha- I hate needles, but they're so tiny. Were these the real tiny ones, or but, were these the big ass suckers?
1: Yeah, they don't have a photograph of the syringe, but seven times. Seven in even, there. Even even those small ones at seven of them would be considered considerably you know. They
3: didn't say the JJ, they didn't say in her private no, they parts. Actually say, Remember the woman in Florida put an alligator in her in her yoga pants last but week. But this
1: was up inside her vagina.
3: Well, yeah, but they're not gonna bite her like an alligator in your in your uh nether regions.
1: Well, there you have it. So she
3: was. did they know what was inside the liquid?
1: They did not dice- disclose that in this particular article. I look at her
3: picture, though. I mean, she probably cleans up real good. She's got the eyebrows are nice, trimmed.
1: Well, let's just hope for Miss Westcott's sake that she gets some help.
3: There's some hot bitches in Pinellas County. Let me tell you that right now. If I'm in a Burger King and I see that, I'd probably walk away right away, <laughs> figuring she's ought to be up to something.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't
3: see do. the rest of her, though. I hate to be a guy who has to look at at somebody to determine whether they're... But when you hear this story, you read this story, you would think of the typical mugshot, right? Yes. Of somebody who looks like they're whacked out of their brains. Most of the guys look like they were I
1: know. That's a, like, rolled
3: up on the sidewalk somewhere. To me,
1: this looks like a woman, it's not too late for her, so I hope she gets some yeah, help. Yeah, she needs
3: to clean up. Clean that thing up down there. It's not too flush late. Flush it out. Get the, get a high pressure, get a pressure washer in there. Get all that stuff out of there. Get all the, 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 the hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, because special orders don't upset us. Don't get a, get, get, go get yourself a nice king box, so to speak. A Burger King box with the spicy nuggets because the Kings got them like ten for a dollar fifty nine. Yes. Now, you know
1: David Price nine one three is mentioning something that was one of the other stories that I had. That yes, yes indeed. Let's folks, go
3: back to Florida and an update on an update.
1: Down. You are not going to have you, you won't have to wait for just the Miss Robin Florida Man updates. Wait a anymore. minute! So,
3: Florida Man the musical is coming. Almost. Florida Man, a TV show? No. Wait a minute. Oh, they're going to redo Cops and call it Florida Man? No. It's going to be live PD, Florida
1: Man? The Oxygen Network says that it plans to make an actual series out of Florida Man. It could be making its television debut on the Oxygen Network, and it's going to... uh, this is this is how they're they're slating it. They're saying when the murder is so bizarre, the motive so far fetched, and the crime so outlandish that it sounds like something from a Hollywood screenplay. There's a good chance it was actually committed by a Florida man. Damn. And that is how, so that is Florida
3: Man the musical. <laughs> I'm waiting. Robin will go see that because everything there's a there's a SpongeBob musical. There's a. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, the musical now I heard they're making. No, uh, it's not
1: a musical. It's a show. So anyway... (laughs) They're they're saying that with access to Florida investigators and prosecutors, the series zeroes in on America's most notorious, outrageous, craftiest killers from the Sunshine State. The series will unravel the strange twists and turns and try in vain to reason how and why this breed of killers took their crimes to levels beyond comprehension.
3: Wow. Well, that's my line, sons of bitches who's going to host I should be Let I me mean, be a contributor to Florida cuz I go to Florida man I got some great Florida they stories They
1: obviously listening to this show and that's how they got the idea
3: And people are saying what is Florida man Florida man's like one of those popular websites there's a guy who calls himself Florida man And there's
1: a Twitter handle Florida man Yeah and so he
3: compiles and it's really not it's probably the easy it's probably easier than being a weather person in San Diego, California. You don't really have to do anything the, the stories find you and every single day And it's not just Florida. I don't want to, because I love Florida. You know that. Every part. I've been to every conceivable part of the state. Northern Florida, all the way down the Key West, the central part of the Florida, the Gulf Coast, the Atlantic Coast, the Sun Coast, all the coasts. So Florida stuff happens. Yes. And for some reason, more than any other state, Florida seems to make the news every day. And it's not just one story. It's like every day. They come out of the yin-yang, so to speak. Just like this woman's uh, uh, hypodermic needles came yeah, out of her yin-yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And if you... and There you, should be
3: a 24-hour Florida station.
1: And if you type in Florida Man and then your birth date, then you can get all sorts of fun... Uh, like, ha- find I didn't out know what, that, really? Yeah, if you, you type in your birth date in Florida Man, then you can find out what Florida Man story happened on your birthday.
3: Well, when is this coming on? Do they have a, a, a launch date? They don't
1: have a launch date, but... The Everything's, meantime, they, they
3: always has to. Florida is where they shoot all the rockets up, except in California where they shoot it up. In or the in, meantime, or in Virginia. Though,
1: you tune in here every day to the Bruno Nation Live, and you will get your Florida man fix.
3: Doug McGregor checking in. Is it too soon for Marvel Comics to make a Florida man their next superhero? <laughs> <laughs> no, they could shoot that in a weekend. Not a weekend goes by now without a Marvel movie. Now the next one. Is coming out this weekend. You see what it is? No, what is it? It's the uh, Avenger. Not Avengers. It's uh, X-Men. Well, There's an X-Men movie coming out this weekend.
1: Oh, And then I also saw, I think that this is a Marvel originally, that, that um, it's, but it's going to be a TV series on somewhere that's the Swamp Thing.
3: Yeah, but that's an old, old, but I loved Swamp Thing, the original one. Adrian Barbeau was in that, you know, the movie? Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. Remember Swamp Thing? And then there was a series, Swamp Thing? yeah. Yeah.
1: By the way, Collins 21 um, is Is reminding us.
3: Let me wrap up the Florida now. Oh, that was. No, here it comes. Be in holiday. Robin, you have it way, way down there. Can't even hear it. Now we go. Big finish. Dark Phoenix. Yes, thank you, AJ. Dark Phoenix is the new uh, 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 X-Men movie. I'm so over superhero, and I was the biggest superhero guy. But just like anything else, once you get something and it works, you just keep cranking it and cranking it out. You can go watch any movie you want. I don't tell you to do it. I'm just telling you my – that's all I can give you is my opinion. I can't give you your opinion. I give you mine.
1: Well, Collins21 just resubscribed for his second month, and I want to remind everybody that one of the things that we should be having any day now are badges, Badges? Yeah, I know. Badges? People say, oh, we, we don't, don't need, need no stinking stinkin badges. Well, yes, we do. And everybody that is, so if you are a longtime subscriber, each month you're going to get a different badge showing oh, awesome. that you have.
3: V- now, what would have happened if you subscribe for like the next five years? Do you get a pink Cadillac or a pink Tesla? Yes. We should have pink Teslas. Or actually what they should give out is smart cars because they're not making them anymore. Did you see that they are shutting down the smart car factory? The which was the dumbest ideas I- the ones which were the dumbest ideas ever. The smart cars yeah. they were- they're, the only, they're only good for like Europe where there's no place to park and you got streets that are super wide. In you the mean in- like
1: Philadelphia? No, no,
3: but no. Philadelphia <laughs> would make sense. Yeah, yes, it
1: would. But totally people would just sense. pick
3: them up and carry them away and then put them on milk crates. The only good thing about a smart car is nothing's good about the smart car. They were, it, it was the dumbest. It was
1: worse. They didn't even they didn't even conserve gas. No, they weren't like no. they weren't high
3: efficiency. No, they weren't. They were just small death traps.
1: But they do make sense for city living. Like I wouldn't mind having like one of those in little, Europe.
3: That's the only place they were. No,
1: here if if we had, I wouldn't mind having one of those real small Fiats. I love the Fiats. I love those cars. <sighs> it's a European thing, I guess. I mean, I don't
3: again. I don't care what people drive. you got to give me some meat on it. It's just like my women. you got to give me a little meat on the bones. And all these cars are lighter. They're getting better gas mileage because they're making them lighter and lighter with nothing in them to perfect you. But I get it in Europe. When you're in Europe, there's no place to park. Everybody's got small cars. A lot of people don't even have cars. Like in Amsterdam, they're going to ban cars, but they'll never ban weed or hookers. But they're going to ban cars... uh, I don't have a problem with that. If you have a city where you don't need cars, like Amsterdam, you can travel around the whole joint on bike, right? Do you really need a car in Amsterdam?
1: Uh, No. No, because public transportation is fantastic in Amsterdam.
3: And so are the bicycles. They're everywhere. And unlike in the city, you could put your bicycle down, and as long as you can identify it, you're going to find it. Because people put their bikes everywhere, right? Yes. Except that one on on our screen there. Somebody left one bike there. Now, do they have to chain them?
1: Yo, yeah. You have to chain those. Yo, bitches? Yeah, okay. if you don't chain them, they they will get stolen in a heartbeat.
3: They're going to make a movie called the uh, Netherlands Unchained, I think, and I think uh, Samuel L. Jackson's going to be it because, after all, he's got to be in everything. You got it, Robin Django Unchained, and uh... I got it,
1: I got it, I got it.
3: <sighs> anyway, so there's your two Florida stories. We I think there to- should be Florida Man the musical. By the way, we have breaking NFL news today because there hasn't been a lot of N- NFL news. And before you know it, it'll be training camp time. But the NFL update today, this one's going to knock your socks off. No, not that one. That's a different story. This one's going to knock your socks off. You ready, Robin?
1: I'm ready. I'm ready.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, particularly my friends out there on the Pacific Coast up in Washington State, where the apples will be coming in this fall. They have signed another quarterback in Seattle to go along with the great Russell Wilson and whoever else they have up there while they're getting rid of everybody else, like Doug Baldwin, who has announced that he's going to retire. Doug Baldwin was cut the other day. You're seeing a lot of guys get cut, guys with contracts they want to try to dump to get under the cap so they can sign more players. But guess who's Seattle signing? This is bigger than the Eagles, adding Cody Kessler to the team yesterday the former jacksonville jaguar who was jettisoned so we gave jacksonville nick Foles. they give us cody kessler cody kessler obviously is going to be camp meet as we like to call it around here but guess who's going to be the camp meet in seattle you knew him you loved him in new york not just with the new york football giants but also with the new york football jets the great Geno Smith is back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Gino my Smith goodness
1: gracious. Geno Smith is
3: headed to Seattle, baby. It's going to be awesome. Wow. And when we find out if Mark Mark Sanchez signs with anybody this year, they will immediately be forced to leave the National Football League. <laughs> I think it's time. I like Mark. He's a good guy, and I've known him a long time from his USC days. But you remember, you know what's going to happen now in, in in L.A. or with Mark Because last year, up until last year, Mark Sanchez was that guy that if your team lost two quarterbacks, uh-huh. they would call Mark Sanchez in. Yep. Even last year, they called him in Washington. I believe we've reached that point. Geno Smith is still getting phone calls. But ladies and gentlemen, I believe it's over. For Mark Sanchez. Now, again, I'm not rooting against him. If somebody wants to sign him, or we, he, he wants to retire, I don't make those decisions. I just give opinions, not hot takes, just opinions. Can we just call them opinions, please? Yes. What's a hot take?
1: Your thoughts. You're just giving your thoughts.
3: But Mark Jacks, Mark uh, Sanchez, good guy. Is he still on the? I believe he's on the do not call list now, pretty much for every NFL team. Because <laughs> in the last couple of stops, let's be honest, Mark— you know, Mark Sanchez comes in. And it's like, well, he can at least go out there. He's an NFL quarterback. He's played. Remember his first couple of years? He's with the Jets, and he led them to the championship game on you know, two years in a row out of USC. But since then, things have not gone well for Mark. He had the butt fumble. Yeah. And then, of course, you had him with the Eagles, and he played okay. But then always something always goes terribly, terribly wrong. And the ugliest, and maybe his final stop was with the Washington Redskins, when they lost pretty much anybody who could pick up a football on that team, and they threw him out there, and it was an unmitigated disaster for poor Mark. In my opinion, are hot takes like hot cakes? Not really. Hot cakes are good. Hot takes are bullshit let me just i'm gonna put that on my band list band terms you know what my we you know it's number one on my band it's not a band word it could be band word bad term band terms it's my band list and I don't like lists, but my band list robin what's number one on my band list you know what this is not my bandwidth we still have enough
1: um oh shoot I know which one it is it's the uh
3: it's one that everybody uses know, now, especially on TV, on TV housing shows. Guys use it. Is, it and it, I hate it. Yeah, and it I is what it to, is. No. No? Robin, man cave. Oh, man cave. Man cave, cave Sorry. is number one on my ban list. Even when man caves were cool, I wouldn't call it a man cave. And now when I see these house hunter shows, and these guys are beach hunters, and the dude goes in there, the strapper dude with his wife, And the dude, who's a misogynist, obviously, not as bad as Brian Sims, our Pennsylvania state representative, who still has yet to resign at this hour. And he says, oh, that's perfect for my man cave.
4: Ugh. Ugh.
3: Man cave not only jumped the shark, it is now sunk to levels that are about 50 fathoms beneath the ocean. That's how much I despise that term. Again, if you want to call it man cave, man cave to me is number 1 on my list of terms that should be banned so never in my presence never will i turn on a house hunter show house hunters international beach bargain uh, bargain mansions beach bang bang Beach blanket bingo, <laughs> banging on the beach, any of these damn bad beach shows.
1: Island Hunters.
3: Island Hunters, Milf Hunters. Well, Milf Hunters I'll still watch because they don't care about man caves yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The only man cave is the one, the apartment, the day rate apartment that the guy takes the chicks to and does his thing. But they, they agree to it, so.
1: I call it a bar. I call it a. Well, Tony to, um, at the 203 saying, we all call it my bar. My bar. So your, yours is the wine cellar. Yes, it- the
3: man cave is now beneath the Titanic. Thank you very much, Trevor. If you and Now we know where the Titanic is. What they should do is take a man cave, a ceremonial man cave. Uh huh. Have like the ch- couple that got divorced and now she's doing the show by herself. Remember the Vegas yeah, yeah, couple, yeah, the yeah, really yeah. hot blonde? And then
1: they went to uh, Orange County. They
3: moved to Orange County. What were they called? The They were rehab people. They yeah. were flipping Vegas or one of those things. I flipped him the bird because he was a douche. And his wife was just too hot. And then he had all kinds of health problems, right?
1: Well, the, he was doing the show, and there was a nurse watching the show who saw... Not flip or
3: flop. It wasn't a flip or who flop. Who saw
1: something, uh, some kind of a growth in his neck and, and said, oh, my God, you need to get... It. He, like, she contacted the show. Obviously, there was no direct contact. She contacted the show. She said, I'm a nurse. You need to have this looked at. And he did, and it turned out to be And then serious. they stayed Cancer. together
3: for a while. So they were started in Vegas, and they were flipping houses in Vegas. Flip-flop? Not flip-flop. <laughs> That's what the bitches wear when they're when when they getting their toes stepped on and they're walking six miles wearing the worst possible shoes and dudes do this too i don't want to just make this about women but women more so than anybody wearing flip-flops i'm talking about like the junkie no just flat dollar store flip-flops except when you go to a beach town and they're like eight dollars for a dollar store flip-flops because you kind of you got to get something you know not house flippers no not Paige davis she's got her own show now my point smoking hot blonde she dumped his ass and now she has her own show He's completely out of the picture. They kept doing shows together, even when they were going through their divorce. But then finally, she got his uh, got his ass out of there. And last night, we're watching HGTV, and there she is with another promo for her new show. And she's by herself.
1: And I can't think of one. Damn it. it, Robin, you watch this crap all the time. I don't. I yes, don't watch do. that one. That's not one of the ones that I watch.
3: You used to watch those dorks all the time. Uh,
1: flipping...
3: Wait, a minute, I have. Oh no, this is. Shows. I have breaking news from my favorite site. This, these are the sites I go to on Twitter. It was
1: called Flip or Flop.
3: Flip or Flop. I said that at one point.
1: Anyway, you have news. More breaking news.
3: Yeah, this is like, this is a CNN breaking news, which means it's fake news. But it's funny. CNN's isn't funny. They think it's real news. But this is, this is the break. latest from Alyssa Milano, ladies and gentlemen, from the most trusted name in. Twitter accounts, the Babylon Bee.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The
3: Babylon Bee is one of my favorite, right next to the onion up there as far as brilliant everyday ideas on what should happen. Alyssa Milano, ladies and gentlemen, after her weekend sex strike escapades, which means she had no escapades at all, she has now launched a new line of purity rings. That's right, as part of her push for abstinence have to open the full story because they don't just give you a headline they actually write a story real seriously it's a joke robin okay play along as part of her push for abstinence local hollywood actress who was in some show about witches back in the day Alyssa milano has launched a new line of purity rings milano called for a sex strike to promote abortion rights but she quickly realized her followers what the hell was that
1: that was one of the cats. I guess the
3: mailman came and one of them, I heard a boom maybe we got a box delivery.
1: Yeah. Can
3: you go check what's in the box? Well, we're almost done anyway. Yes. We'll wait for the box. It was like a big boom upstairs. I think
1: it was one of the was cats.
3: Was it the Boomtown Rats yes. stopping by? That's so anyway, exactly Milano called for a se- sex strike, but she quickly realized her followers wouldn't be able to keep their promises without a purity ring, a truth discovered by Christian martyrs many years ago. So in conjunction with a jewelry manufacturer in Beverly Hills, she launched a line of high-end purity rings this Monday, today. So this is just fresh off the printing presses, fresh out of the jewelry back room where they do all the switching. The best, way to dest- quote, the best way to destroy conservative pro-lifers is by showing how well abstinence works to prevent pregnancies, she said in a video unveiling the new rings. Now, you can make that commitment public with my purity line. The rings have inscriptions like, True Love Waits. Men are evil, and no sex till marriage phrases that Milano says will <laughs> totally own the cons in quotation marks. When the world sees our strong commitment to chastity, not chastity bono, she has her own thing going on, or he has her own, his own thing going she. on. am sorry, she, I mean, yeah, she was a uh, uh, not chastity bono. When they see the commitment, they'll be forced to admit we were no, wait, right all along. You were
1: wrong, it's a he.
3: Yes, chastity yes. became a man. It was yes, a girl. I'm That's sorry. why his name was Chaz. And he, now it's Chaz. Cher named her chastity.
1: And now it's Chaz.
3: Correct. So and you corrected me when I, I, did, I was right.
1: And you were correct. I hate I, to
3: do it to you, Robert. I, I said but you, I can cor- that, you I, could I, correct me when I'm wrong.
1: Don't correct me when I'm right, it right away. Then I was like, no, 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 wait. You were right. I was wrong. It's Chaz.
3: Correct. And- Chaz Bono. When the world sees our strong commitment to chastity, they'll be forced to admit we were right all along. She added. Remember. True love waits until everyone can get an abortion at any time. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the latest from Alyssa Milano and that most trusted site, the Babylon Bee. Let's give them a roaring round of applause. You're not going to hear this anywhere else, especially on CNN, Fox News, Aura, Slate, Salon, Media Matters, Daily Caller, New York Daily News, the New York Post. And any other agenda driven media source that you may turn to. I like the purity rigs, Robin. They look clean to me. And when they're fresh and clean.
1: That's all that matters.
3: That's all that matters to me. Just make sure that baby's clean. <laughs> I-, I guarantee you people will read that story today and believe it.
2: Unfortunately, purity. yes.
3: Purity by Milano. I mean, because of, doesn't this... Milano sound like a night? Nice, you go to a jewelry store, there's all yes. these different chains, there's all these. Uh, uh, great artists mm-hmm. who have jewelry and yes. use their names and they sound extravagant? Yes. Like there's the one Jewish guy who uses his name backwards as one of his uh, jewelry lines. I can't think of his name now. But I don't big, even... When you go to St. Thomas and you go through the jewelry yeah, yeah, stores yeah. and you buy great deals, all the different gems that people like, gemstones, but Purity by Milano. Doesn't that sound like something somebody would, if you're going into a, you know, you're going into a...
1: Oh, it sounds very official. Yeah. I I could see people believing it and especially because, you know, you never know what's coming
3: I mean you won't her. find these, for example, in like the stores that the tweens go into in the malls. What are those stores that the young girls go into and they buy like jewelry? The
1: Spencer's and stuff.
3: No, Spencer's has more than that. Spencer's is like crappy toys and no, there's 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 was like specifically oh, mostly jewelry. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. The um
3: what are they called? The, Claire's 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 and, is one of and them.
1: Something icing.
3: You know all this stuff, yeah, Robin. How am I supposed to know all the chick stores where tweens go in and buy earrings? Icing and,
1: and Claire's. There's, icing, but there is
3: one that went out of business. That was a big one, wasn't there? Like Claire's, there was another one like that. I
1: think it was Icing that was owned by Claire's that went out of business.
3: Now, if she made some cock rings, maybe that would be a, you know, maybe that would inspire people. Thank you very much for that one, Stevie B. Cock now, <laughs> what about piercings? The one way to stop sex, at least for a limited time, is to get your man a full. Uh, Prince Albert.
1: Because that he would have to stop for a while. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I don't think he'd want anything near it for a while. It's like
3: getting, you know, a uh, piercing down there if you're a woman. Oi. You got to let that thing clean up and feel, right? You you're need, not going to get a you piercing. You need a
1: bidet like we have. Exactly, to, man. To... That
3: thing is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I sit on the bidet even when I don't have to go to the bathroom just to feel the warmth, the love. <laughs> that I can uh, this
1: morning <laughs> this morning I'm down here setting up the studio and Tony goes into the bathroom and I hear through the closed door he's like, Oh, it's warm <laughs> The seat's warm as soon.
3: Well, Robin went in there first, but the seat was already pre warmed. You know, it's like when you sit on a chair and it's a cat sits on a sofa and right. it's cold, but the spots already warm for you and you sit down. But there's a like, heater inside or in the bed. Is- you get in a bed and it's cold and you pull the sheets and the and the mattress and the uh-huh. sheets are cold. And then it gets warm, or if there's a body there and you lay down, and it's already pre-warmed, nothing like a pre-warmed toilet seat. I got to tell you, these should be. If I become president, forget about free health care for all and Medicare for all, free college, free everything. I think every home should be mandated to have the bidet that we have, power seats, power steering. Power nozzles, <laughs> undercarriage walk, deodorizes, sanitizes. It's flow, it, it It slices, it dices, it juliennes. It does everything you want.
1: It is pretty fantastic. And it
3: warms everything up and it even dries you. It even blow dries you. And Nothing like getting blown draw, blow dried 24 hours a day, baby. That's how you prevent babies that you don't want, ladies and gentlemen. And ladies what a fitting way to end today's broadcast festivities here, Robin. Another three hours in the books. We even went overtime four minutes today because of the four times that the ball hit the rim and bounced around before it fell for Kawhi Leonard and your Toronto Raptors. We're going to thank the great Kevin Harlan. I could talk to him 24-7 until we both lose our voices. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And follow us on Twitch TV, baby. God bless America. It's a beautiful country. It's very easy.
1: Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.
0: test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday I will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family
1: VGW group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
0: it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win